Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. We have Frank Trigg in the house. Uh, it's a special podcast. Normally we do one a week. Now we're doing two a week because Frank is here. Uh, and we also have Gabe Killian. What up? The, the man who knows all about MMA betting. Uh, always texts me when he wins, never when he loses, uh, and tells me how much I would have won if I were to listen to him. Thanks, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> we also have CB the Grenade. What's going on, guys? Uh, and we have Joe the Kid Perez. It's a solid lineup. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, American Icon Autographs, AIASE.com. Best sign memorabilia and events, guys. They have the best signings. I'm telling you, I've been to this guy's warehouse. It's every single celebrity, every single fighter, every single wrestler, anything you can imagine that you want signed, this dude has it. A-I-A-S-E dot com. They also have uh, lots of uh, big events, and they sponsor fighters. So uh, there's good people. Also, uh, I want to thank Tip a Fighter. Uh, fighters are underpaid. Frank Trigg knows this. Okay, however... Tip a fighter, you can actually tip the fighters yourselves. So, uh, you know, somebody puts on a great, great performance and you want to show them love, show them love or show us love because uh, we're doing the podcast out of my apartment and I got to pay for waters and shit for everybody. So everybody, uh, (laughs) thank you guys very much for uh, tuning in. Uh, Frank, how are you, man? What's going on? Good. Good. No, no complaints. You know, typical, typical work week and I was in LA for a couple days last week working. um, Where were you working? Lethal Weapon. The television show, and then uh, had to finish up. So yesterday I got hung off a bridge and was in the morgue last week. And then tomorrow I've got my lines and my establishment establishing my character within the within the show. So you're on the show, on the show. You're a part. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, so you're a stuntman and you're an actor on it. Yeah. yeah. Is on this it- one, this episode, uh, last episode I was doubling an actor. Um, last time I worked for, for Lethal Weapon. On five O, uh, I'm just basically a stunt guy, and then NCSLA, I get a, a stunt act sometimes, and then I have a bunch of other acting gigs on top. Of now, is that because I noticed like Jay Haran started off as a stunt guy, and then I was watching Daredevil, and he had lines in Daredevil, and then he also was in uh, Luke Cage. He had lines in Luke Cage. Is that what a lot of stunt guys do? They sort of getting good with the cast, getting good with the people, and they go, "Hey, you know, we we need a a, a great fighter or a thug or whatever for this scene. Here, here, here you go. Is that how it works? No. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> all right. So what they do is they go, hey, look, we have this action scene. Um, we don't want to hire an actor and have to get a stunt double. So we're going to keep the cost down. Especially when you're talking about like Daredevil and, and uh, uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are all on Netflix. So right. They're, they're, they're cheap. Right. But I, I don't want to like, come off bad-mouthing, but they're, it's a lower-budgeted project, so it's a cheap project. So to keep the cost down, if it's like less than six lines total, they usually bring some guy, an actor in that has good acting chops. And Jay's got good acting chops for those shows. Now, he's obviously not going to be doing... Shakespeare in the Park or something. Yeah, like that. it's not, a, it's not a, his tonage. But he's got for like thugs and, and like bad guys and, and real rough detective cops and stuff like that. Jay's the perfect character, man, because he knows how, to, knows how to sell it, knows how to hit his mark and can jump through a window on fire without even blinking an eye. So what's your uh, kind of typecast? Or do you have um, a typecast or... It, no, not really. Uh, I get because I'm willing to shave, 
so I get a lot of CIA agents, a lot of FBI agents, a lot of you know junior uh, detective kind of character kind of roles. And then with my beard, I'm always playing some kind of either thug or um, uh, mob enforcer, uh, which is what I'm you know it's kind of what I'm doing on this this series. And then uh, playing a lot of bad guys, drug dealers, you know, a lot of meth, meth heads. Like I'm dealing dealing drugs to meth heads, stuff like that. And that's that's awesome. Now, if we're you... doing military, then I'm like SRS. I'm like Russian, or I'm or I'm I'm uh, English. Like I never I never played an American special forces guy. I don't know why. No, I know for you, like, uh, is it? I know it's a lot of times fighters have a tough time with acting. Acting same with comics sometimes with acting because we're so used to that instant gratification. You know, where as a comic, it's like I tell I write a joke, I tell a joke, I get a laugh, boom. Where sometimes acting, you're there for nine hours, mm-hmm. ten hours, twelve hours. You're sort of a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. And I remember Rampage on the A Team was like, "Acting is gay." That's what he, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. I, and I think what he that's what he meant by that was mm-hmm. like, I, I don't get to. It's not exciting enough. Is that something that you deal with, or are you just? Well, uh, funny enough, I was with Rampage at the last Bellator. I was sitting next to him when I was in between my refing assignments, and the director that directed A Team was sitting right next to him. We were talking, and we we're going to do a project together sometime this summer. And he, you know, Rampage is like, yeah, he's got to make sure we get it done like three or four takes and get done because he doesn't like having to do the same thing over and over again. But you yeah. have to understand that there's angle, wide angle, close ups of each individual. Then you have to flip and do it from the other side, and then you've got wide angle from that, and you got close ups from that. And so it's like it's like sometimes it's like four or five takes the same thing. So I was on Kingdom two weeks ago, and I was uh, standing inside the cage for nine hours. Just standing there, like because we got to keep redoing the fight over and over again. That's just how it goes. Were you a fighter on Kingdom? No, I was a ref- I was. I'm an acting role. Referee. Yeah, but I was. My role's expanded now. It's not just the referee. Like, I have other stuff. That, how How's uh, Jonas? He seems like a nice guy. I've Nick's great. I you know I work with him uh, when he's on Jumanji in Hawaii. I worked with him every day for six weeks. So we went and I trained. I was basically his trainer for six weeks while he was. What did you do in Jumanji? The, the movie Jumanji? Yeah. Like the. The new, the new it's the remake with the oh, rock. The remake in Jumanji, the rock. Yeah, Re- the rock. with the rock and Jack Black. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then Nick Jonas is. is Are you on like, the you're like nice. The, is it? I, I, well, I remember Jumanji like when I was a kid. Robin I was Williams. Like, yeah. I was like, how old is Nick Jonas? The Rock is playing the Robin Williams part. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rock's the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, what was your part on that? Updated. I didn't. I didn't. They didn't hire me. Uh, it was just funny because they're uh, uh, the head guy. There's a stunt group called Stunts Unlimited. And I'm part of the directory. I'm not a member of the actual of the team, but I'm part of the directory. And they're supposed to hire within the directory. So uh, the guy that comes in, the stunt coordinator, he is like, he's like on the board of directors for Stunts Unlimited. He gets there and he hires everybody, and then everything's done. All the hiring process is done. Everyone's working because it's a big movie production. So you get everything done early, and you got to you work a long time. And about halfway through, I get a I get a quick email uh, apologizing, oh. and I'm like, what? what? Like you don't have to apologize. You don't want to hire me? Whatever. He goes, no, no, no. You're a Stunts Unlimited directory guy, like. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. I would if I had known that, I would have found a spot for you. I'm like, okay, thanks, I appreciate it. Just next time, use me. He's like, yeah, 100. percent That's our deal. That's what we're supposed to do. And, and I, I apologize to you for screwing that up, but I didn't know. I'm like, I should have, I should have told you. Like when I met you, but I didn't want to like cross that barrier. So it's it's fine. So I didn't get Jumanji, but then I'll get another project. Yeah, yeah. You know? Back so in New York, remember, I'm, there was a casting director that just hated me. And sometimes you meet people that just hate you for yeah. some reason. Uh, maybe they were, you remind them of a guy that fucked their girlfriend or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And he just had a problem with me, and I was, and which is not the guy that you want picking the part. That you, yeah. you know. So I remember I, I got I booked this music video back back when I was like twenty one, twenty two, and I was dancing in the video. You're playing O Tom, and uh, basically, and, he, <laughs> and this guy came in, saw me, and I was like, ah, shit! Like I already got booked on it. Yeah. And next thing I know, I get called into the producer like, hey, uh, this guy wants you to leave. 
uh, we're going to give you $300 just to get out of here. The guy paid me to leave. Yeah. I think I was only getting like 200 for the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I made money. But I was like, damn. And then actually two years later, the guy actually cast me in a video, right? And I, and I, I was like – he finally was like, hey, man, you're perfect for this. And it was a Jack Black video. A, uh, no, Jack uh, – Kevin Smith directed it. It was a Stroke 9 video. And in the video, I'm in a boy band and I get the shit beaten out of me. It was called Kick Some Ass. So the one you're, part... Wait, you're in that video? Kick That was in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back on yeah, the yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, I, I was the lead uh, boy band member who gets his ass kicked. <laughs> now I gotta I, go watch it again. Well, yeah. what happened was... The funny story about that video... So I'm like thinking this might be a big break. Every time yeah. you do something, you think this is going to be it, especially when you, you know, you're 21. Yeah. You know? And uh, so it was supposed to come out 9-11. Like that was the day supposed to drop. I'm like, okay, great. Like, it's, it's like nine ten. I'm like, this video's coming out tomorrow. I'm like, you what wake you, what up. Wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and then like I was like, but then, like, I couldn't even get upset. Like I'm not gonna get mad. Like yeah. obviously, like yeah. you know, three thousand people died. It's a lot more. I don't give a fuck about the, my video. But it was like Jesus out of all the days. Yeah, you're sitting at home like, come on. <laughs> and, but, and then just wait till tomorrow. And then Stroke Nine redid the video of, of them like fighting the Taliban or something. It was like then it was like America. It was all about America. Yeah. Like these. Yeah. So you still in the video? If oh, I go I'm, watch, the I'm video? in the original video, which you could watch on Vimeo. Uh, you could see me getting beat up by Kevin Smith, and uh, but never on TV. Huh? But uh, I don't think it was right, right when UFC, right when uh, MTV was stopped playing videos at that point. Like they were just sort of like it was the beginning of the. It's crazy because at the Dime Bar Tuesday nights, uh, it's video night, and they play the videos to hip hop. And it's old school video night. And I sit there for like three hours watching videos. It's like the highlight of my week, one of them. Because yeah. I watch all these like Jodeci videos and, and all this shit that like you just. All for one and freaking. Yeah, all for yeah. one. But you for. And like, but it's, it reminds me of like when, I, me when MTV first came yeah, out. Yeah, it was like there was actually shit on TV. Well, it was like, I remember as, as, as a kid, I, like, I was there before MTV. And I think I was like nine when MTV first came out. And me and my sister would just sit in front of MTV like like zombies, and our parents were like, "Get the get do something." But because we had never seen anything like this before, yeah. you know, and uh, it's a shame though because you you I think it really hurt the music business was the, at the end of music videos because a lot of times you would hear a song and you're like whatever, but when you see the video, it's just a whole different experience. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of I'm a big DJ head, so there's a lot of DJs. I'm not sure like who the fuck are they, and then I like look up their one famous song. I'm like, eh, you know, it's just one song. I really want to go see this guy spin for. Yeah. An hour and a half. He's only got one good song out there, and all of a sudden you're watching him spin. Yeah. And that one video of him, you're like, oh, okay, I go watch him now. Right, yeah. right, right, right. By the way, did you watch the new edition on BET? I didn't see it. No. That I. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. I I, I loved it. I watched the new. They made a, a BET made a, a docu series about new edition. Is that and, the one uh, with Bobby Brown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that where we all found out he dropped a bag of coke on the stage and picked it up? Uh, no, that that was after. Oh. But but, but it, I mean, it was amazing. Bobby Brown was like the original Chris Brown, but he was uh, mm-hmm. in some ways more talented. In every way, you know. yeah. He was fifteen. Uh, he was the old man of the group. He was banging twenty-four-year-olds. It was like it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, everybody, I mean, you were everyone, doing that too, though. Uh, not that age. I was late, but yeah. I mean, when you were in the UFC. And you were uh, just running through people, and running through people in the WEC, right? Before that, it was the, no, the champion. Uh, uh, WFA. WFA. Were you going through it? Like, were you just getting tons of puss? No, no. I was, uh, I was married, so I couldn't, you know. Oh, and, and Nick was always around, so it wasn't like, you know, you get, the, you get the, here's my phone number, here's my room key all the time. I get that now going to Vegas. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can be a nobody, and it'll happen if you got the but right But I got to think. Now, what do you think of... Uh, I gotta ask you, like, what's your thoughts on like Conor McGregor? 
Man, he's uh, uh, I bet against him every time um, because now I'm so far behind <laughs> that at some point when he loses, I'm going to catch up. Right. So it's like I'm at that point. Um, they're, he, he's legit, man. And the thing is, is that he where where Chael Sonnen can talk a good a good game, and Chael's always going to talk a good game. He couldn't ever back it up. So as a result, almost uh, is but silver fight. He almost did. The first silver fight when he beat him for four this, and a half. This isn't horseshoes, nor is it hand grenades. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, still, I knocked out Matt Hughes. I still lost. It doesn't matter, right? So he he talks a good game. He loses a fight. Talks another good game. Gets a, gets another title fight at a weight class above. Yeah, right. But loses that one. So can't back it up. Connor talks his way into everything and beats the crap out of you. And there's there's something to that, but he's gonna get caught eventually. Everyone gets caught because it's a fight. You're gonna get you're gonna get stopped. But he is legit because he's backed it up every single time he says he's going to back it up. And Except for the Nate Diaz fight. When he lost that one, he came back and he avenged it. Whether you agree with the result or not of the second fight doesn't make a difference. I agree with in him. the books is that he won, and that's he, so he avenged it. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to wait, fight a different weight class to screw around and do something else. He immediately went right after, got back on the horse, and beat, and beat him up. Do you think he will box Mayweather? That's going to happen? No. I mean, people are saying, because no. I'm like, what? Why what? would Mayweather take the pay cut? But let's say it goes up to 50 or 100, 100 million. Why would Mayweather take the pay cut? 100 million is only four rounds for Mayweather. Mayweather makes $200 million whenever he, whenever he does a show. And it's 100 million on the books. And he gets another 100 million dollars because he, he runs the pay per view. He owns the promotion. He gets the arena. Like it's all him. So with McGregor, McGregor's whole point of this whole thing is that, is he wants to get into, get into a, a, a revenue sharing. Mayweather's like a revenue share with you. You don't bring him to the table. And he's going to have to carry him for five rounds. Maybe they're going to kick the crap out of him. For as good as Conor is right now at boxing MMA, he's not really good at boxing. Like, he gets in there with a guy that's, that's his livelihood. That's what he does. He's going to beat the shit out of him. And it's going to be a question of when he's going to put him down. Yeah, and that's what I said, too. That's what I think, too. And at first I was like, why would Conor do it? But then I'm like, wait, you know, if let's say he makes $25 million, mm-hmm. That's, what, eight UFC fights? That's, well, it's la- the rumor is the last he made was $6 million, but he's only worth $2 million. If you check the stats. So it's a question of, did he really make six and he had a lot of debt? Or is he really only making two? And that's what it is. So let's cut the difference and we'll call it four. Okay. If he fights for $25 million, that's times five. Okay. It's times five what he normally makes. Of course you're going to try and get it. The real reason why he jumps into it is because now if he's a boxer, he has to be a part of the Muhammad Ali Act. So if you're a boxer, now you have to take, now you have to revenue share with him because in boxing we revenue share because the Muhammad Ali Act, which is what Randy Couture is trying to get passed right now through the, the Congress and the Senate is the Muhammad Ali Act being now incorporating MMA. Are you for that or against it? Absolutely for it. Like yeah. why, would, why, would, why would anybody be against it? It doesn't make any sense to be against it. No, but are you for the MMA, FA, the whole, the union? I, what, the, what, which one? The one which with, union? There's the, six of them. Which one? Which the, one am I for? Well, I don't know. Which, which, That's one what, which one are you for? There's six of them. Well, we, we had, what's the name on the podcast? We got Carlos really angry Newton at me. from the Carlos MMA Newton. Um, Is that the one, Bjorn Remney? No, no. That's, that's the MMAAA. So what, so what are they doing? Like, what, what, what are they actually going to accomplish? Well, according to them, they want it to no, 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 no. Not according to them. What are they actually going to accomplish? I don't think much. Nothing at all. They're not going to accomplish anything. Because for every, for every tier who's retired, so I can use him, for every tier or tease that makes $300,000 every time he steps inside the cage, there's uh, uh, a fucking jo- John Smith that's going to come in there for half the price and not give a shit because he just wants to be on TV, he just wants to be seen in a main event, just wants to be seen by a million fans. For every guy that's down below that's making eight and eight, there's another guy that would happily take four and four right. just to be in the UFC. It's like stand-up comedy. So you can't, you can't okay, yeah. it's 50 bucks. No. Well, okay, then we'll take this other guy. Well, damn it, I, you know, I need to be there because that one manager is there and the, the one casting director is there. It's a freaking melee. Like, there's nothing well, I mean, according, according to... Uh, 
Carlos Newton. Carlos Newton. I mean, he was saying that he wants it to be more like boxing, where uh, the the organization buys the fight. So a guy like so Tito or the, the Ben Askren can fight in the UFC, UFC guy, and then the highest bidder. There's wins. like almost no organization Kinda exclusive. Like, so it's fighters can be all free agents. Well, how boxing works is is that. ABC, ABF, IBO, IBF, WBA, they all own the belts. They own the belts. And I think that's actually kind of ruined the sport. The promotion is just the promotion, right? They don't own the belts. The belt you're getting for is you're fighting for the WBO, the WBA, the IBF, or the ABC. And that's what he wants to do with MMA. Well, MMA, that right now, and and see, here's the thing that people forget. The UFC has come out and said the belts don't mean anything. Do you remember that whole lawsuit? Our belts don't mean anything, so he can't keep the belt because the belt doesn't mean anything. When BJ left, BJ Penn left. He won the belt. They didn't give him a con- they didn't have a contract negotiation in it. They didn't have a, a premise like they do in the contracts now, where if you're the champ, you have to renegotiate with us. He just walked away and went off and fought Leo Machida at two hundred five in a different organization. Yeah, and I hate, but I, I, I hate that about the. I hate the fact that the rankings don't mean much, and and, and now belts don't mean much because they control like, it. They own it. And seventy five interim titles. Because so, so you're saying so you're you're you are the typical fan. That knows what's going on, but doesn't like either scenario. You're saying boxing got ruined because the, because the promotions don't own the belts, but then you're talking about the promotion owns the belt in MMA. Yeah, like, I hate that. They don't. Well, that's what. No, happens. you're right. No, so you're it's right. One way or the other, I and there is it. no middle ground. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world, I I think that you know UFC pays people more money, and then belts mm-hmm. mean something, and ranking means something. I don't even mind having you know competitive you know one FCs and Ryzens and Bellator and stuff, as long as. Although it does bother me that like Ben Askren, you know, who I, I think is almost past his prime at this point, mm-hmm. uh, will never be able to say I was the number one guy in the world because he got in a fight with Dana White and yada yada. That's to me yeah. that bothers me. And that, but that's how the game has worked. Like if you're not on Dana's good side, and, and it's funny how guys would guys are like, oh, I want to fight this guy. I would text people. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm just text him. I'm gonna fight this guy. I'm gonna fight this guy. Like that was the challenge. Like just texting Dana. And Dana would text the other guy. Like, hey, do you want to fight? Do you want to fight Adam? Yeah, Trick said he wants to fight you. Do you want to fight him? Yeah, I want to fight him. Be great, be great. Okay, there's the fight. Well, on a second, Adam's number two. Ready? His next fight should make him number one contender. And Trick is 25. Why are these guys having a fight? Oh, they got in a beef over the same girl at a bar in in Hollywood three years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Trick's calling him out. You're like, this is stupid. Like right. it, it doesn't make any sense. Intern belts? What are they? Belt for belt. Max Holloway is an interim belt. He's going to now have to fight for a belt. What are your thoughts on the whole WME merger? Because I think they're, I think it's a mistake. I, I, I think that when Dana and the Fatitas had it, yeah, it wasn't perfect. But you had guys that knew the sport and knew the fans. And at least they were sort of like a checks and balances system. Now when you have people that they just look at numbers, okay, well, this number, that number, that number. Then you get Nick Diaz coming back and fighting Damian Maya for the number one title shot. Nick Diaz, as much as I love Nick Diaz... Last fight was against last win was against BJ Penn. Mm-hmm. Hasn't won in six years. Is it fair for him to overjump? You know, five guys that have been active. This is hypothetical, you know? right? This is hypothetical. Yeah. But I've heard that Nidia's, that's the rumor. Diaz yeah, has yeah. been offered Maya. And offered Lawler. He's been offered, offered a couple. Lawler. He's turned a couple down, but he's also yeah. He turned he turned down uh, either him or Damian Maya turned it down. And then they, uh, no matter what, they always blame Diaz. No matter who turned it down, Diaz yeah. Turned it down. And then uh, they offered yeah. Masvidal Maya, and Maya said, "No, I want my title shot." And, and that's what I think Maya should be doing. But like to me, like when you have people that don't know the sport calling the shots, I think in, 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 the, in the long-term game is better for Bellator. Is better for WSOF. Or well, I, I saw a thing today. They made the announcement that that the UFC this Saturday is no longer a pay-per-view. It's now a Fox card. This Saturday? Is it this? No, yeah. no. You see, you mean two oh eight. 
No, two oh. The Holly Holm, the chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not a pay per view anymore. No, it's a it's a Fox card. The Brooklyn card. Really? You you heard that? that, That's official. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta. No, just do like this is what's gonna happen. They make the announcement that isn't there. Isn't there a fight this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. This weekend it's FS1. Right, it's the the Houston card. Following week. Right. Remember, it was originally supposed to be a card. It was was supposed to be a pay per view card, and they shifted everything around. No, not this weekend. It was always a fight. No, it was supposed. They shifted. They shifted. Remember, because on the 21st there was supposed to be a Beltor card here where Tito and Chael. Oh. No, 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 that, and they were supposed to have a twenty-first card here. That card went to, to yeah, so they moved the, everything the to, August, to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah the, 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 An- the August card. Yeah, yeah. The Anaheim card is now in August, and that two hundred eight is it's still on pay per view. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, uh, but it's it's the fall. It's not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. That's right. And that's okay. the Holly. They Holm should fight. make it on Fox because they number one, I mean, you're having a one forty-five pound championship for a belt that's never been for a belt that's never been fought with two girls who don't fight at one forty-five. I mean, you have two girls that. Most of their fights are at 135. Yeah. And now you're like, hey, you're fighting for a belt. Holly Holmes on a two-fight losing streak. Jermaine Durandame, who I love. Nobody knows that. No one knows. Outside yeah. of Belgium is not really a draw. And then you're putting on Anderson Silva coming off a loss to Derek Brunson, who, who looked, much as I like Derek Brunson, in his last fight, I mean, it was like, put my head down. It was a world star fucking fight. Yeah. And, and, and then you have... And then who else is on that card? You have Jockery and Tim Boach, which is a Craigslist ad, Craigslist ad I mean, to get Jockery a fight. Is anybody picking Tim Boach for this fight? I don't think even Tim Boach no. is picking this fight. I mean, who else is on and that And did fight? you also hear what uh, Dana said about Anderson? What? If he beats Bronson, he gets title shot. Come on. I swear, I read it last night at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, how the fuck do you get a, a title shot off one win? Because the belts don't mean anything. No, because yeah. uh, of the first Bill, uh, Bisbing-Anderson fight. Yeah, Bisbing has to get through Yoel Romero. I, I think they're trying to keep Bisbing champ for as long as possible yeah. because they know that He said Yoel, he only has two more fights and he's done. Well, they know Yoel Romero is not going to sell tickets. Uh, yeah. He doesn't speak English. He's like a hardcore Christian. Mm. He's been trying to avoid him, man. And, 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 and he's been caught cheating. Or yeah. maybe or maybe caught cheating. The card is, is uh, it's decent. You got Dustin Poirier, Jimmer. Glover vs. who? Glover and Jared Cannonier, which is, he's not a big name. I think they're throwing Glover a bone. Dustin Poirier, Jim Miller. That's 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 a good lightweight fight. Wilson Hayes is on the card. Nick Lentz is on the card. Ian McCall yeah, is on the card. Yeah, but there's not. I mean, the, 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 it's you know, not like a big. Who's pay, I mean, we're, 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 we're us four. Us will probably pay for it's, it. It's it's a sixty dollar pay per view. That's not worth sixty bucks. Oh man, the card has uh, Justin Willis versus Marcin Tybura. Oh, well, in that case, uh, take my money. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so Frank, what's what's your thoughts on the whole WME? I don't really care. It doesn't make a difference, like who the owners are and who the owners aren't, because the face of the company still is Dana, no matter what's happening. But you're seeing, you're starting to see those subtle changes within the company, which is, you see in every company. We're not going to know what's going to go on with this place for like a year, year and a half. Like it's going to take that long to get it wiped out. You know, the the, the non the the thing that, that sets me off the most is the non renewal of Goldberg. Like Goldberg and Rogan are like the one two team. Like everyone wants to be that team that's been together for whatever, 15-plus years, then all of a sudden you just don't renew the guy's contract. And, and, and kind of don't fucked up. Don't give him a send-off. Don't give him a... Oh, that's, see, that's that's not fucked up at all. You guys are retards. Like, I got an argument with, with uh, Gordis George on, uh, on uh, uh, what is that, MMA Junkie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you should have gave him a send-off. Him, no, you don't do that. When it, the guy, if a guy is retiring, you give him a huge send-off. This guy's going to be tired. He's going, you give him a huge send-off. When you're, when you're firing a guy, you don't... Give him a huge send off. You pack his fucking box. The security guards grab your shit and they escort you out of the building. And that's what they did to Goldberg. Was it right? It doesn't make a difference. Why Was are it they wrong? It doesn't make a what difference. Did, what did he do? Did no he idea. Him? I talked to him a couple different times. He's just, he's just like it just contract negotiations fell down. People speculated that because Rogan makes a lot of money, 
and has a really short schedule that he wanted to have the same short schedule and a lot of money, but they don't realize that if you look, Goldie has only been on pay-per-views. Rogan is only on pay-per-views. So it's not like you're getting any shorter. You might have 14 or 15 gigs now, you know? But yes, is he on the road for five days every time he works? Of course. He has to be there to cut the early promos. He's got to be there to cut the early openings. He's got to watch the wins. got to interview the fighters. That's a dream job. You know, he's got to do all this shit. I mean, it's come And on. there are a lot of people that would, like, kill for that and job. And Dana said, he's, oh, yeah, we got somebody. I got, I'm getting my dream team together. I got my dream team together. But your dream team guy is not available until July. And who's the dream team guy? Who the hell knows? No one said. Everyone's speculating it's Jim Rome because Rome's job is up in July as well. Wait, so it's not Todd Grisham? Who knows? They said, no, they brought they brought Todd in. For, he was guy. doing yeah. desk, but he's from what I heard originally, he was going to replace Goldberg. Is he an was, author? No, he was a WWE oh. announcer. Yeah. Good, that, good job, though. Who's that guy? Good job, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he was going to take Goldberg's spot, but... Nobody knows know. at this point. Dana keeps saying the guy he wants isn't available until July, and Grisham's already there working the desk, so how is he not available until July? How's the, how's the wife doing, by the way? Jill's doing good. Yeah, yeah. She's doing no complaints on her end. She, uh, I also like to make more money and have less hours like everybody else. But, what does she do? Uh, she's a manager at Lululemon in Waikiki. Right. Is, it weird nice. having a, is it weird hooking up with a girl who's not a dancer? Because I know for a while you were like just the dancers, right? Like the... I've never dated a stripper ever in my life. Really? Ever. I, mean, <laughs> I think maybe I've only banged like three in my, hit, in my entire life. Like I don't, I don't even like strip clubs. Oh, I heard you and Baroni used to just... You know, somebody cool. lied to you. No, oh. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. I don't. I don't. Don't yeah. even like. I don't like going to strip clubs. When somebody goes, "Hey, you want to go to a strip club?" My first question is, "How good is the TV?" And then, "What kind of food do they serve?" Because I really, really don't give a shit. Yeah. Why? Why am I going to pay? Why am I going to pay some girl sixty bucks to gyrate on my on my lap for nine minutes? Why so I can go fuck, go to a regular club, buy a girl a ten dollar drink. By the time she's happy with the second one, I'm fucking taking her to the car. Like. Yeah. Why would I mess with some strippers? Oh, yeah, baby, I love you the most. It's amazing. Okay, thanks. I remember the last time on the show, you and your wife talked about some of the wild times. They yeah. taking girls back. And- yeah, yeah, it's not strip clubs. You just do a regular club. Now, is that still going on? The whole, the, the whole, the whole uh, We haven't lately. Uh, Wahoo's a really small island, so you have to be real choosy with who you're going to mess around with because you know, it gets around real quick. Like Everybody that dates anybody, you find out you're, right. you're literally one, two degrees of separation from everybody else on the island. You know, Right. And then uh, when, we, when we go back to Vegas, usually we're just seeing the kids and, and seeing her mom, seeing my mom. We have no time to do anything. Like this last time we were in Vegas, we were there for a week. My buddy Zach Taylor's moving to uh, Manila, and I didn't even have a chance to go see him. Like to send him off, I couldn't even go at any time. I was messing with the kids and 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 hanging out with the in laws and doing that stuff. I didn't have any time to do anything. And then uh, um, hanging out uh, when we go when we travel, she travels with me quite a bit, not as much as she used to. But we go to different towns. We go to Seattle or Portland, whatever. We'll you know we'll find somebody to fall into. No, no. Most of the times that I've been involved with threesomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I always say it's best when you don't know the two girls. Like, it's you and two random girls, or two girls that know each other, and it's just you and them. They take advantage of you, and yada, yada. But a lot of times, one girl is usually hotter than the other one, and then you have to almost give the other one attention. Otherwise, she'll feel left out, and then she'll leave, and then that hot one will get met, be a good friend and leave you. It's a whole thing. You have to kind of be very... But with you, did, like, does any jealousy get involved? Or? No, because it's, it's all about Jill and what she wants, so it Whatever. doesn't matter to me. You know, I'm oh, a so dude. I'm a dude. You can freaking if like guys get too hung up on it. Like it's just like if if you have the right wet hole in the wall, a guy's gonna get off. It doesn't fucking make a difference. So it's like if you're and if you're sex life, yeah. go on. holes in walls and socks and socks in the in the shower. Go on. So if you if you've got you know the girl you're with, you know you're like your best friend, the love of your life, and she's with another girl it's like who cares like it doesn't matter like, why am I getting jealous it's like she's happy I have to do less work so is, like, but, but, I, but, I does Jill, does Jill tell you like I want to watch you buying this chick uh, no she wants to say like that but she'll you know there's no there's no verbiage like we have we have a 
we're strange because we have like a real because um, we're always in a lot of loud places and I'm having a hard time hearing a lot uh, out of my one ear so it's always like ambient noise fucks me up a lot and I have to be I'm, I don't really hear things as clear as I used to yeah so we have body language and signals and stuff that we give to each other when we're like across the, across the room in a club yeah so we're in a bedroom with somebody else we're just like signaling each other nice CB have you ever had a threesome no no Gabe nope uh, Joe all right, guys. It's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be, guys. It's a lot of fucking work. You guys are lying. It's a You're lot lying of work. to people, man. It's, it's, it's a good time. Although, if you with my with my girl, I would, I would never because she would get really jealous, start yelling at me and saying, "How come you don't do that to me?" or whatever it is. I'd just be a whole fucking thing, you know. Well, so. you might want to get a new girl then. If she's yelling at you, right? <laughs> oh. if she's gonna let you be in a threesome. They're gonna yell at you about how you're doing it. Like what the hell? She, like, wouldn't, she, she wouldn't let me. And even if she did offer it, I would say no because I wouldn't want her to feel like. Like inadequate or anything, you know. I mean, your girl's older; she's sixty, right? So it's like, yeah, she's sixty. No, no. How, how old are your girls? I mean, she's up more mature. How old? She's thirties and thirties, right? She's like twenty-four. Your girl's twenty-four. Yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. She's twenty-four years old. Yeah. And you're married. Yeah. When I'm you? Lying. She's thirty-six. Oh, okay. That's why I see your head explode. <laughs> what? what? It, was, it was close. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Uh, nothing about you surprised me ever. No, no I dated the girl before Jill. Uh, was super young, and that and that didn't work well. I think I saw her at Shim Couture. Yeah, you've seen her everywhere. Yeah, yeah, she used to be around me a lot. And then with Jill, it's like it's way better because she's actually more mature and gets what's going on. Okay, so Who we'll you call, calling? We'll call Rashad Evans. Okay, oh, uh, Rashad, you have Rashad friends? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rashad's got a fight coming up against Dan Kelly, uh, two-time Olympian in judo. Uh, why is? See, he does that to me all the time too. When I interview him for MMA Oddsbreaker, he'll fuck send me the voicemail. Or won't pick up. I'm calling you now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy he got a fight because he was having a tough time getting cleared. When is uh, I know because that uh, MRI. Yeah, which, which he said always happened to him. Like he's always had a, like stuff with his brain that came up wrong. And it just that, but just when it was in New York, there were a lot more. Yeah, but rigorous. then he did it in Toronto. He yeah. moved to Toronto, Cardi did it again to him in Toronto. I know. Well, what, 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 what would your recommendation for him be? I mean. He's got a great job at the desk. Why is he still fighting? That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, does he need the money? Is there is there a money incentive that he's that he's kind of behind? But he's he's great on camera. Like, why does he just pursue that? Like, get serious about about doing that, expanding that role, and, and doing more of it. Have you ever had to like tell a friend like, uh, "Hey, man, you know, it's time to hang it up." Like, you're mm, no, I don't have any friends, so I don't really have to tell. <laughs> them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but like, but there are guys out there. I mean, even like Roy Jones. Who's doing bare knuckle boxing next week against Bobby Gunn? Well, uh, I mean, you're just like, okay, isn't it? You're, you're getting knocked out with padding. Yeah. I, I mean, you think bare knuckle is going to help this? And what, I don't. What does he have to prove? I don't get. Yeah, I don't get his whole mindset behind what he's doing. Like Baroni, like I don't know why he's still fighting. Is he still you know? fighting? Yeah, Hello? he's trying to. Hey, Rashad Evans. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, man? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me. I'm here with Frank Trigg, uh, CB Gold, Gabe Killian, Joe the Kid. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How about you? Good. Congrats on your fight. You got a big fight coming up. When is this fight? Uh, it's March 4th in Vegas. March 4th, Vegas. Big card. Khabib's on that card, right? That's the one with Khabib and with uh, uh, Wonderboy Woodley. Uh, Wonderboy Woodley. Wonderboy. Yeah, it's going to be a good card, man. It's going to be a real good card. Mark Hunt Overeem. No, yeah, yeah, Mark Hunt Overeem. Wow, that, that's a great card. Now, you're fighting a guy who's a two-time Olympian in judo. judo. The guy's got the worst dad bod I've seen, yet somehow, <laughs> somehow he wins fights. This dude somehow ends up knocking people out. Uh, but I th- you yeah, got the- he's got he's got a strong will. You know they say uh, will 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 uh, can beat skill. So 
Now, now how do you train for a guy who's so good in judo? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a wrestler, so I'm not really too worried about judo. I just, you know, the thing about thing about it is, I uh, I got a couple of training partners that are judo guys that I don't, you know, when you when you when you with a judo guy, you just don't lock up with them like that. You know, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I think you definitely have the advantage in speed, experience, everything. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I can't see where this guy beats you, but, but, those, are some, but those sometimes are the fights that worry me. <laughs> when I think, you know, like the guys where I'm like, there's no way he's going to lose. And then that, those sometimes worry me. Uh, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the thing about it is like, you know, what a fight, man! You know you can plan for this, plan for that. When it goes down, it goes down, and 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 I and I'm confident in my skill. I'm confident no matter what, where the fights go. When no matter where the fight goes, I'll be ready to to do what I need to do. You know. Now, is there going to be a lot of smack talking for this fight? Because the guy is fifty. Uh, he's probably going to have a walker. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he's there's going to be a ramp instilled. He's he's a, he's a pretty old guy. Uh, I, I mean, how old is this guy? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, nah, I ain't a smack talk. There's really no need for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just. You know, I'm just new to the weight class, getting my feet wet, and just kind of, uh, just you know, getting it in. You know, for it's been a while since I've been out the octagon, so for me, it's just going in there and just getting some octagon time, feeling comfortable in there at 185, and just putting on a good performance. Are you bringing an agent? I mean, are you in uh, now? What's up with the, the Black Zillions? Where are you training for this fight? Yeah, um, I'm a bit all over the place, you know, uh, uh, but I've been training at this place called Combat Club, and it's pretty much the same team. Everybody that was. A black zig, and we all train there. So that's that's what we train at now. Nice, nice. Frank, who's the, who's the head yeah, coach? I mean, uh, I mean, there, there's no really no head coach. Like, um, like I guess uh, I seen yesterday. Uh, uh, Neil Melanson is is the head coach of the Black Zillions, but I mean, I don't I don't have a head coach. I work with Henry Hoof. I work with Greg Jones. I work with Dale Christensen, um, Joaquin Rodriguez. Um, Tyrone Spong, but besides that, I don't. I don't have a head coach. Now, Frank, you're a black belt in judo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a, a great trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. You actually trained Ryan Couture almost to his biggest win yeah. ever. What would your advice be for Sugar Rashad Evans? He's, well, the, the biggest thing is he kind of fell off from what got him to the playground. He he tried to become more of a striker, which is a typical wrestling mentality. If he just sticks with a straight wrestling style, just keep coming at him like a, like a wrestler and making a grindy style, judo guys can't handle right. that because they want to grab onto something. There's nothing to grab onto, especially with a guy like Rashad. He's not going to underhook and sit there and let you hold an underhook. He's gonna, if he digs an underhook, he's going to get out of the way and keep using it. So it's, it's for him, this is almost a, a perfect matchup. Unfortunately, when it hits the ground, he's going to suck him in and hold on to him. So then it get boring unless he gets right past the guard. So the biggest thing for Rashad is got to practice punching a takedown pass. He's got to get, he's got to take him down and get past. If he doesn't get past right away, it's going to be a long route because he's got to get damaged. He's just going to stop and slow it down and make it a boring fight. And he can, yeah, Rashad's I'll age, get, you can't have a boring fight. I'll get past God. <laughs> he's going to get past the guy. Uh, Rashad, do you agree? I mean, I, I, do you agree I've been, with I've been, I've been doing my, I do, I've been doing my own thing lately. Like, here's what I think, man. Here's where I'm at. Like, too much of a, a big deal is made about a lot of these coaches, and I'm not trying to take anything away from from the coaches. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, a coach has in their strengths and, and what they want to push you, and, and they see your strengths and your weaknesses and stuff like that. They try to mold you to for you to be the best that you can be. But I think that a lot of times, you know, 
so many fighters put so much trust in a coach that they stop thinking for themselves. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have like 30 fights, and I know how to fight. I know what, what, what is best for me. I know what feels good for me. So no matter what a coach is teaching me, if it doesn't feel good with my natural style, then I'm not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? So a big part of me just, just kind of pulling away from everything and not really, um, you know, uh, going with the whole black zillion system or whatever, man. I just, I'm just like to the point where I'm like, I know what I need to do. I, I I've gotten out of what I, what, what I, what I do because I'm too busy trying to, to be everything for everybody else. You know, I'm too busy trying to, you know, help out this person, help out this person. But at the end of the day, truth of the matter is nobody gives a fuck about that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody cares about that. Nobody's, nobody's going to be like, Oh, you know, he did this for me. I need this for him. Everybody's out to do what's best for themselves. So I got to do what's best for me. And I felt like being part of the whole black zillion team, it was, it was a lot of me just, just, you know, uh, shouldering a lot of, a lot of responsibility and, and really not focusing on, on me and taking away from me and that hurt me. Yeah. I mean that, like at the end of the day, you're the one in the cage, not the black zillion. Yeah. I mean that, and, I, and, I, and that's what it comes down to. So everybody's asking about the Black Zane thing. The truth is, I made a team. I made a team. There wouldn't be no Black Zane if, if, if I didn't come. You know? And I'm not trying to downplay everybody else's position because everybody played a key role in it. But at the end of the day, when you look at the genesis of the team, I started the team. I made a team. People came to train in South Florida because I was there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, credit to Danilo and... and, and Jay-Z and George Santiago and Yuri Villafort and those guys and Bigfoot, you know, they were definitely a main reason why I stayed. But if, you, if, if the truth of the matter is people only came and trained and stayed because I was there. And then we started building, putting, putting coaches around that. So and, now, that's all, and that's all that. So, so even when the team was started, it wasn't even about, like, making a team. It was about I, w- I was against teams because I just left Jackson's and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I don't need any more teams. I just want a training camp around me. And that's how it started out. But then more and more people came until it became a team. And then when it had a name, it was all over. Then now, I heard that team, you, you know? and Overeem now are starting your own team. Is that true? You and Overeem are starting your own team? What is that? I heard you and Overeem now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, nah. no, I hear you, man. I mean, I think that happens a lot of times with people, and I, uh, yeah, it makes sense because it, it did seem like you had, you know, you were the face of the Black Zillions, and you had to always be the, the person keeping everything together, and sometimes that's hard because at the same time, you're a fighter. You can't be a fighter and the yeah. manager. So I know exactly. I mean, like, I, I'm so proud of, of where, where the team, uh, how, how it grew, and the fighters on the team. You know, I watched them grow, and I watched them become, you know, monsters. Anthony Johnson, Michael Johnson, you know, uh, a lot of those guys. Um, you know, Jason Jackson, who, who's up and coming, who's going to be a monster when he gets to the UFC, and and a lot of these guys that 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 were, you know, did the the team and everything, and Henry Hoops, and just the whole nucleus of the team just brought their 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 talents out to another level that may not have happened if they went anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it definitely has some proud moments for me, and, I'm, and, I, and I was happy to be a part of it. But at the end of the day, I can't be a part of something that's destroying me. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I totally I get it. Look, you got it right now. You know, your career is kind of backed up against the wall. You're against the wall. 
and you got to focus on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to win. That's right. You, you got to win, and you got to just you got a a big dopey white guy in front of you. Uh, so you got to beat him. Um, yeah, and I, I, and, I, and I plan to beat him. I want, and I want to do and I want to do a good. I want to do an impressive. I don't want to go out there and just you know she showed that I got I got a lot left. And um, you know I, I don't, I don't want to fool myself. I don't want to go out there and be like. Ah, oh, you know, I still got it when I really don't. You know what I'm saying? If I go out there and I look terrible, and and I and I and I can't do anything, then I need to really consider whether I should compete anymore because that's not how I want to be remembered. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be remembered as a guy who just we had just ultimately just like look like trash at the end of the Well, you career. got too much other talent. We were talking about that before. I mean, you're great on the mic. You know, you obviously you know you have star potential. You're, you're a very charismatic guy. I mean, how are you? How are you feeling in practice? I mean, you, versus. Rashad Evans, ten, eight years ago, who knocked out Chuck Liddell, the Rashad Evans that beat everyone else. How are you feeling right now in practice? I feel great now. I feel great. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm training a lot smarter because before it was, like, we used to do some crazy shit in practice, like just grinding, like, buddy carries carrying each other uh, in the mountains with Greg and doing, I mean, just crazy shit that had really nothing to do with, with getting in shape, but it was more like mental toughness. And it had its place, but at the end of the day, it, it beat the hell out of your body more than anything. Like you can't, you can't train like that nowadays, and and can, and, and think that you're going to have uh, a, a training camp without being injured when it comes to fight time. So I train a lot smarter now. Um, my body feels a lot better, and I know when to take time off. Because before, you know, it, the, the hardest thing to do for any any athlete, especially for a fighter, once you get into training camp, is to take time off because you get. You get used to just that, that it's like a, uh, a drug, you know what I'm saying? You get used to this feeling of constantly just whooping the hell out of yourself. And then when you don't do it, you don't feel like you were doing anything. So being able to take time off, being able to do, uh, you know, do stuff to, to help heal my body is, is my biggest, you know, my biggest change. And, and, I, feel, and I feel great because of it. Frank, um, you and uh, Rashad are both from upstate New York. Did you guys yeah. know each other back in the day? No, we didn't. It was funny enough that uh, um, I didn't know about him until after he got even. At, even when he was wrestling at Michigan, it kind of missed me, um, or Michigan State rather. I didn't. Uh, I didn't actually get re- Rashad didn't get on my radar until he started fighting. Oh wow! And it was like, oh, he's another wrestler. Like, where's he from? And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm working out with Gray Maynard and Rashad's his teammate from Michigan State. Like, how the hell did I not know that? But just, it just there's so many guys yeah. back then. There were so many more programs that were still. You guys ever trained together? Uh, no, I don't think we have. Have we, Rashad? I don't think we ever trained together either. Nah, nah, we never trained together. We never trained together. Now, no, I remember Frank said when he used to train with Overeem, all you used to do be like, hey, man, your, 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 your hair looks messed up, or you would insult him. It mm-hmm. would totally get in his head, and you'd be able to fuck him up in training. <laughs> is, that, is that what you did too, Rashad, or no? No, I just asked him if we put, I asked him if we put ah. on some weight. Oh, you really? You say, did you put on some weight? Did you put on some weight and then walk away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean... Or, or, or say, or say to him like, uh, like man, you you look like you're leaning out. Like it, it's good though. You look like you you know you've gotten real skinny. And then, and then he'll, he'll get like he'll think about it a little bit. But um, you know, over over what was um, he was good to train with. But the thing about it is like he had to be he had to be the hammer. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't no good at being a nail in practice. It's the same thing when people talk about what's that guy. Not Yo Romero, the other Q. Lombard, Hector. Lombard, like, like, yeah, he's got to be the hammer. Otherwise, if he's not beating you up, he can't really do well in practice, and he gets mad. Um, and I've seen him like try to rip guys, like 
in practice, like try to finish an armbar to break their arm. Like he just won't, he just won't stop. Who do you think? Him versus Hendricks. Who, who wins? That was a tough fight, man, because both guys are kind of off. Uh, Lombard's been caught before, so he's trying to be super clean now, especially with the new USADA programming. And you know, who knows what Johnny Hendricks is showing up? Is, is 250 pound Johnny Hendricks that just cut weight showing up that makes uh-huh. weight looks great, but then obviously he can't function come the middle of the first round, or is a guy staying on his diet? You know, 12 weeks before he starts training camp, Johnny shows up who looks like shit when he's on a scale, looks like a total crap when he walks in the middle of the cage, but now all of a sudden. Knocks out Martin Campman with a with a hook. You know, like which one are we going to get? Uh, Rashad, who do you think yeah. wins that fight? Um, I, I think Johnny Hendricks does, and I, and, I, and I like Johnny Hendricks because he um, he can endure punishment, but as well, he, he can push a pretty good pace when he wants to. You know what I'm saying? And um, if he comes in there with the right mindset, and it looked like his last fight he did have the right mindset, it looked like he can go and and uh, and, and do well. You know, the thing with um with Johnny is that he went through that weird phase after he had all those close fights and then he came on the short end that it kind of took away his, his desire, you know what I'm saying? And, and with that, he has a wrestler mentality and if there's no like desire, there's no end goal or there's no award to be won at the end of it, then it kind of like diminishes a lot of, you know, your performance, your, your preparation for the fight and definitely weight cut. It makes it almost impossible. So, you know, I think that Johnny Hendricks with a new, Mindset. Hello? Rashad? Hello? Rashad? Uh, the Bluetooth is on the car. Give it a second. What happened? Sorry, Bluetooth on his car. Oh, what's on his yeah. car? Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Oh, Bluetooth. Don't, don't, you, oh, don't yeah. you have a car with Bluetooth? Uh, no, I just, it goes right to the... I just talked to the... It, it goes into my radio on my phone. I don't That's use called it. Bluetooth. Yeah, but I don't use the actual Bluetooth. Bluetooth. No, no, no. no. Hey, hello? I'm talking about the headset. Oh, go on. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Hey. So, okay. So uh, now you've been training with AJ. So uh, as far as AJ Cormier, the rematch, how do you think this goes down? Oh, uh, man. It, it's uh, just another tough one. You know, DC you know, really had his number last time. But DC really had his number last time. But this is a different, you know, AJ. And, um, you know, and I think a big part of it is due to D.C., you know, the way D.C. did him last time and, and the kind of things that A.J. heard him say after where they really pushed him in a different direction, in a good direction, you know. It, um, it made him tighten up and, and, and made him, you know, get out of some ways that, that uh, were not helping him become champion. And, um, you know, this is, this is a real tough A.J. that, that D.C. is going to face because he's willing to put in the work and he's, and he's putting in the work to be the champion, you know, he's doing the, 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 the grueling, grinding wrestling rounds. He's, he's, uh, doing rounds with a lot of pace and making sure that he's, he's really leaving no, no stone unturned. Frank? Yeah, it's, uh, I heard though that AJ kind of wants to be done fighting here pretty soon. He doesn't really want to fight that much longer. Um, if that's true and he's already looking for an exit plan, do you think that makes him want to train harder for this fight? Or do you think it's going to make him want to train not as hard knowing that the end of the tunnel for him is coming? Um, I think it'll make him want to train hard just because I, I know his his desire and, and where he truly wants to be. And, um, you know, one thing for him is that, you know, he's even said, he's like, you know, I want to be done in, in a few fights, but at the end of the day, I, I still want to be able to walk away with this as an accomplishment, knowing that, that, that I went out there and became world champion. You know, so he still is pushing to be world champion just so 
he knows that he gave everything he has. So I, it, it kind of it's kind of like you know somebody saying you know this is my this is my swan song. I want to go out there and just leave it all out there. You know what I'm saying? Got it. So, you know the 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 biggest thing for me that I see with this piece is that you know if AJ hits him hard and hits him heavy, you know by the, you know between the first and third round he's got a pretty good shot of of stopping Cormier. But the longer it goes, the worse it's going to be for AJ. And, and it's one of those things where you're kind of going to kind of be hesitant, but you know, Rashad knows, especially as a wrestler, which Cormier, you know, that's his main background. Once he figures out, if he, if he figures out AJ's rhythm and timing and spacing for his punching, you can't catch him, man. Like, that's, that's one of Rashad's best attributes when he was, in, you know, yeah. he was crushing folks is that, like, you couldn't catch Rashad because he knew where he was going. That like, he knew when you were punching, he's so far out of the way that everything was overextended. Cormier does the exact same thing to you. So if AJ starts to overextend, he'll run from him, but it won't look like he's running for the first couple of rounds so he realizes he's slowing down. They'll start pressing him. So I think that AJ catches him early, but, uh, um, Cormier wins late, but who knows? I mean, it's, it's a fight with two big men that know how to hit each other. I mean, Cormier said today, yeah. uh, he said 30 minutes ago, no wrestling, only boxing with, uh, with AJ. Stop he's got to be kidding, right? Stop it. That's, That's just stupid. You know he's kidding. You know why he's saying that? He, he, he's doing a classic. It's just, it's, it's a classic head game thing. You know what I'm saying? AJ don't think for one second that he's really just going to stand with him. You know, only a fool would even think that. But I think he's just saying it to kind of put that out there and to say it. So then that way, you know, he, he, he's, trying, he's trying to get AJ mad. And what he wants to do is he wants AJ to come out throwing heavy and throwing like he can throw to try to put him out. But he, like you said, if he if he overextends, overswings, all of that, that makes it better for DC because it takes a lot of power. It takes I'll tell you, it takes a lot more energy to miss a punch than to connect. You know what I'm saying? You miss Muhammad too many Ali. punches, you're gonna be huffing and puffing, yeah. and then you're gonna be you know getting taken for a ride by DC throwing you somewhere. Now uh, I know uh, lately. I know the last time, first time I had you on the show, you were married. Then then you got divorced and talked about all the all the honeys in Miami. And then, and then your ex-wife got mad at you for saying that on the show. Uh, but what's going on now? Are, are you, are, do you have a girlfriend? Are you, are you wrecking shop? How's it going? Talk to me. Oh, uh, man, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm, I'm just in chill mode right now. I'm not, really, I'm not really after it like that, to be honest. Just because, like, like I, I, need, I need to get back to me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and more than just winning fights, but just getting back to, uh, you know, Getting back to who I am as a person and just, you know. Yeah, I mean, but I've been with you before when the girls nice walk by you. and they, uh-huh. But I've seen it. You, you know, girls walk by you. They, like, smile at you. You check out their ass. You're, you're funny. I mean, you say that. But what's really going on? Come on, tell us the truth. Nah, nah for real, man. I mean, you know, I, I, used to, I used to keep work, but I, I don't keep work like that no more, man. I just kind of. Yeah. Uh, so I just. I, I'm, how many I'm, girls I'm you got on right booty calls? But it's good for me though. I, I need honestly. I needed that. I needed to just kind of drop off the radar and not be on that, just because you know I, I got I got a different goal in mind. Are you on and Tinder or Bumble? Are, are you on Bumble or Tinder? <laughs> I would. No, I can't. I couldn't even be on that, man. Blackpeoplemeet.com. Come on. Could you, could you could you imagine? Could you imagine if I got caught on there? The, just just the. Somebody take a screenshot of that and then put it on like Twitter or something like that or IG. Oh my God, that'd be so embarrassing. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? What's your nuts was on? Uh, who was it? Uh, Jessica Simpson or somebody? Gabby Garcia is on it. Yeah, like they, they went on to get dates on Tinder. It's <laughs> it's awesome. She's on Tinder. Gabby who cares? Garcia. I guess I'm downloading. Hey, who's Tinder on there? Gabby, you said Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia is on Tinder. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, see. <laughs> 
See that? See that's that's why I don't want y'all talking bad about me if I go on there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, dude, you would be killing chicks on now. I mean, since <laughs> now, I mean, come on, those Cuban girls in Miami. You're a fighter. You're ripped. That you got money. I, I mean, you got fame. What are you doing? I'm chilling, man. You know what? I, I don't. I don't need it because it's never just that. It's, that's the thing about it. It's never. It's never just that. It's never just that. It's always more than that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It may seem like they just with it, just for just to be with it, but at the end of the day, it's more than that. Yeah, they're trying to have your babies and have you pay for shit, and I, I get it, I get it. Uh, did you watch the new yeah, edition so, thing? So, the uh, new edition? No, nah, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch oh, it. I didn't it was watch so it. good, man. I was thinking about you and watching it. You, oh, that's you would have been racist as shit. You been, <laughs> that's a fucking racist as shit. You Are been you per- serious? He would have been perfect in that in that movie. <laughs> he would have been actually. Yeah, you would have been a great member of New Edition. <laughs> you remind me Slow of uh, you remind me a little bit of uh, Michael Bivens as like a young a young Michael Bivens. Hey, uh, good luck, man. Hey, see, yeah, you see, yeah, you see, how Adam is. You see how he get me though. See, <laughs> yeah, I watched new new edition. Why? Every it was black person had to watch it. It, huh? was most, it was the most watched miniseries in the history of cable. People, everybody, it broke all kinds of records. Yeah, now, yeah, I heard, it, I heard it was good though. But was it really that good? Though? It was. It, it was, was really amazing. It, it, honestly, it'll bring you back, and it was really good. I, I highly recommend it. I hi- I'm, Bob, gonna go, I'm gonna go home and watch it, man. Uh, Bobby I, Brown was the original it. John Jones. <laughs> John jo- John Jones was Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown is like you know, he was the original bad boy. So, uh, got it. Yeah. You know, Frank is half black, by the way. You, you, you don't know that, right? Frank Trigg is half black, just so you know. Yeah. Is that make us better friends now because yes. we're both black? Is that how that works? Wait, did you know that, Rashad? I don't know. I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't know that. I did not know that. Nobody does. I keep it hidden. Your I, dad was black, I right? Know. Is black. Your dad yeah. is black. He's not dead. And your mom's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Lenny Kravitz, but reverse. You're like bluish. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, Frank, Frank, weren't you out here uh, not too long ago with the team, the yep. black thing? I was. You ducked me. Yeah, he ducked me. He didn't show up one time. Was there for ten days? Didn't show up there one time. Duck me, wow, fucker. No, he was working. He was working. That that was a time where I just wasn't feeling just being a part of that whole system. So I was like, yeah, I know. We talked about it. Yeah, I don't want to be there. I hit you up. I was like, what the hell? You're like, man, I'm not coming in. I'm like, okay, all right. I knew it wasn't me, but I but I do want to say it was me because you weren't there. Who do you think wins in a grappling contest? You or Rashad? In a grappling contest? Yeah. Oh, it depends. I mean. Uh, what are the rules? Uh, like a, if it was submission grappling, like a. I know, but is it submission he, he, only or no time? You never even see me grapple. You never, you never see me grapple before. I've never seen him grapple. Yeah, but you're you're, you're a great wrestler. I'm sure you're He's uh, bigger. Uh, you're bigger. Yeah, but it's, it's but grap but grappling is different because a lot of times that you can find somebody who is good in is good in grappling, but they use a lot of wrestling base, but doesn't really have a lot of jujitsu technique, and just can find a way to, you know. Be more athletic or use his wrestling to, to get out of stuff. But I'm talking about like I don't know. I'm, think, I'm seeing a metamorphosis a metamorphosis contest. You versus Rashad. I don't think have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I actually want my check to clear. Really? You know what? I want I, I want to I want to train with Frank, man. I need to train with Frank. I need to uh, I, I need I need I need to. I need to see see uh, what Frank got because I, 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 I know Frank. I know Frank got a lot. I know Frank got a lot of old school tricks. I know we yeah. do. Yeah. I know we do. I know he's holding out. Yeah. Well, the, my old school tricks are even better now because I'm roughing, so I actually know the rules, which is weird. Like, oh, when I was funny, see, I didn't actually yeah. know all the rules. Now really? I know all the rules. It's like, oh, yeah, I can totally do this now. This is totally, totally legal. Like what? Um, putting your fingers through the fence is totally legal. 
It's just when you hook it and grab it, and then it's intent. Like if I, I can just stand and put my fingers through the fence and hold on anytime I want. If nothing's happening, there's no intent of me to stop a takedown or stop position change. If in the middle of it, I've I've had to stop guys and take points away because they use the cage to stand up. I'm like, what are you talking about? You put, physically put their fingers through the cage and pull themselves up, and they're like, yeah. why are you stopping me taking a point away? Because you got yourself off the bottom by cheating. That's just how it is. So like, there's there's all sorts of stuff that you can do that I didn't realize were you know open hand rape chokes are totally fine. Uh, the only talking about if you grab the cl- you know grab the throat is a difference. There's all sorts of shit that goes on now. You can kind of change up. I had a whole See, list of stuff this, for this. This the kind of stuff. This is the kind of stuff that I need now. This is the kind of shit that I need to know. About, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you know that. if you know what the refs are looking for and you know what the judges are looking for in a fight, you know how to you know how to, to work the system. And that's the whole game is working the system. Like if you're not going to get a clean, clean, smooth, absolute you know knockout where a guy falls face first, there's a, there's a shot that you can lose the fight. So you have to know how to like work the safe, work the system. What are the judges looking yeah, for? You know, what are you know, the refs looking for? You know, you know who's really good at working the system and smart is is, is hell. John Jones, boy, yeah. <laughs> that's some bitch. He he, yo, he got he got tons of tricks that he does that the referee can't even see, man. Yeah, <laughs> he got tons of tricks. Absolutely, yeah. That yeah, no, he he's really good at hit and run too. Um, that's his. It's really <laughs> you mean with girls, or you mean with no? With you mean, the, with, you mean with his drug dealer? No, with pregnant. Uh, Did you mean with? Cars you mean with his with his steroid drug? Yeah, there's truck? all I mean, kinds of different hit runs. Oh, okay. He's a master of all of them. Oh, all of them. All he's, of them. He's a uh, black belt hit running. So that's racist. So, so Rashad. So you're all right. Listen, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there the night. I'm gonna do I'm doing comedy that Wednesday night. The MMA awards is that Thursday, and then I'm gonna come to your fight on Saturday. Uh, the whole weekend. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you beat. Dan Kelly, uh, if you beat him, are you thinking about who you're going to call out or not, or, or, or are you not even looking there? I'm not even looking there yet. I just want to have a great win, man. You know, it's been so damn long since I got into the cage and really just got my shit off. You know what I'm like I, I just need to, I need to vent. You know what I'm saying? I need to go in the cage and just and just vent. It's been a long time, and the cages miss me. I miss the cage. It, it, it's it's a love affair. That has been broken up many times, but I'm looking to reestablish that relationship. I think Chael probably was the last guy you seriously destroyed, right? Yeah, and that was and that was uh, man, almost four years ago, man. I mean, three three years ago and some change. Got but it. But it was, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's been a long time, three years, and it goes by fast. Yeah. Shit, I wish time would slow down, but time is not slowing down at all. Well, listen, I believe in you. Uh, I can't wait to watch this fight, and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, and you know what? If it all goes to hell, I could just be on the radio and just do this with you, right? 1,000%. I would be honored. You have, you have no cool. idea. Absolutely. That won't be a total failure. All right, all right. Now I feel good. Thank you. Take care, Rashad. All right. All right, that was Rashad Evans. He needs to come to Glendale, bro. Oh, Edmonds back. Edmonds. So, what do you think about Rashad Evans? Uh, he's missing a little head movement yes. in this game. I can teach him. Nice. Well, now, now you're zero and fifty, though. Uh, what makes you think you could change Rashad's career? Bro, you're looking at the wrong numbers, bro. Me, uh, Rashad, his striking. Uh, I can put some special touches on it, bro. Oh, good. Oh, thanks, Edmund. Well, thank you. That's very specific, and uh, I appreciate it. So, um, <laughs> that guy can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> well, he's here. Adam, <laughs> oh, my You're God. You're going to say that right in front of him? Jesus. Bro. He is the worst fucking coach in the world, and he yeah. still gets people to show up. But, I don't understand it. Now, do you think he's a horrible boxing coach? I don't know, man. I only see the end result. Yeah. You know, and all I know is is that 
the folks he trains can't box. That's all I know. Even like Victor Arshinian, who he claims to like have success, was like getting knocked out when he was with him. Yeah. He was way bigger before, or way more successful before yeah. Coach Edmund. Um, Bro. Now, do, do you think Ronda will be back or no? It's Ronda, man. It's tough to tell. She's, she's, she's super girly, but she's super competitive. So she's like super depressed. And I had through suicidal thoughts when I lost to, you know, to Holly Holm and, and went through this whole rigmarole. And that's, that's every athlete goes through that. It's not that big of a deal, but the hurt really affected her. Then she comes back and she really believes she's going to beat Amanda Nunes. And then anybody that follows the sport, no. you know, come on. The right one on the wall, yeah. You just, you just know. There's no way she's going to catch this girl. She was still a favorite in that, which was crazy. Yeah, which because remember, uh, uh, and Gabe can, can step in here, Betting is not actually who's going to win or lose. The odds are not made off of who's going to win or lose. The odds are put on where the fans think people are going to win and lose. Yeah. Because the house is trying to make money. You can't put on who's actually going to win or lose because the house always loses. The house always wins. Why? Because the fan because the fans don't know what the fuck they're doing. But that's how they set the line. They knew everyone's going to pick Ronda because she's the darling, and that's where the press was coming from, and that's where they're doing everything. So everyone's going to pick Ronda, knowing for sure that they're not going to win. Do you bet at all or no? No, I don't bet. Since I started refing, I took a, a no, I stopped betting sports gambling altogether. I don't bet. Did you I, bet before that? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, fuck, oh yeah. I used to bet on everything. You win or lose? Oh, I was like eighty percent. Yeah, I used to crush it, especially like uh, MMA. I'd be like fifty, sixty-five percent, maybe, depending on the. Depending on, I can go on runs where I was like, where I was like ninety five percent. But then, if, like for the year, but then add in baseball and football, I was like eighty percent. What's the fight that you're the most proud of that you had? That I had? I don't know. I don't think about it. The man. mayhem fight was pretty. That was pretty brutal. I mean, you kicked him in the head. Yeah, I stomped on him. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, each fight has its own different result. You know, as far as where it was in my lifeline and where it was things were going for me as a person. And now I look at my fights. I look back at my fights now. I was like, how would I ref that fight? How would I judge that fight? You know, underneath the new rules, and a lot of fights that I lost, I win now, and a lot of fights that I win, I lose now, underneath the new rules. I was new thinking about that. I was thinking about your career and uh, some of the guys. Were you I, naked, touching yourself? No, but I was. Yeah, yeah. obviously. That was your 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 uh, playgirl spread. Was your girlfriend in a corner yelling at you to do it faster and slower? Exactly, one hundred percent. Dude, even like when I like make her scream and moan, like I'm, and I'm like really proud of like how that what I gave her in sex. After we're done, a minute later, she's like, let's do it again. And I'm like, ugh. It's like, it's like she does, it's such a power play because she knows that she can go and I'm, I need like 20, 30, 40 hours. You know? But anyway. You got fists. They work. Yeah. Put a little bit. Just, is that, what, is that what you do? You, 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 I don't know if I could ever fist my girlfriend. Why not? <laughs> just knowing that I get my fist in there would probably bother me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big. I don't know. It just seems you like got I, little girly hands. Like how the fuck is that gonna bother you? I like putting a two, one or two fingers, <laughs> the whole fist. I was just. I don't know. That would seem like it's been. She's been around. That's know? freaked me out before. I was able to get my whole hand in there. I'm like, fuck. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but look at those hands. I mean, come on. you guys. Are, like, it's like guys. Are, they're talking like they got big freaking catcher's mitt hands. They're all like you, you, girl you hands. You did? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. Uh, where have these girls been before you that you were able to get your own um, fist in them? Don't look at their hydrants. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Who knows? Give them birth? Right in the middle of giving them birth? Oh, kid in the head. While, while they're having kids, you come <laughs> yeah. over with You're a not ready yet. <laughs> You're not ready yet. Go back in. No. That's it's unbelievable. I don't know where these girls have been. I don't, I don't mean them to hang out and talk to them. Girls like that, you're not hanging out and talking to for a long period of time. Yeah, that's yeah. the point. It's like when a chick wants anal the first night, you're like, okay, this is never going to work. Yeah. It's going to work for the next 25, 35 minutes, but then after that, we're fucking, like, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely going to work right now. Like, right, like, of course. I'm not turning it down. No, well, I've, only, <laughs> I've actually only done it twice, uh, anal. I've only, one by accident. I was doing a doggy style, and I just, it was a huge 
and then I went back in and I'm like, whoa. And she's like, ah, I'm like, sorry. And she's like, keep going. Uh, that was one. And then uh, the other one. Uh, <laughs> Never mind, just keep going. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a great rendition of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, the chick was like, let's do it. And I was like, all right. Anyway, back to, back to you. Uh, ADD at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. We're about your fighting, about your yeah. fight. Uh, what, what oh, was I was talking about your career. Hmm? And I'm like, you know what? Frank Trigg is such a, an underrated fighter. Like, I, to me, you go down as one of the top 50 fighters. But I think that you got, in some ways, you got unlocked. Like, I think you'd be better now because you would have had more fights against guys you were better than. It's almost like you got, you got so rushed to Matt Hughes twice mm-hmm. because you were, you were better than everyone else. And, and you know, look, you, that Matt Hughes fight could have went either way. Yeah. Whether or not you're, it's, I think it's like, whatever. It's a, it's, a, it's a coin toss. But it's like, there weren't that many fighters out there then. And you got so fast tracked that it sort of did you a disservice. Yeah. He was yeah. a phenomenal heel at, at his time. Yeah. Like, I, played, I played the great heel. It don't was, you it agree was a that? Great like, heel. Don't you agree that like, if you were fighting now, you'd have way more FS1 cards, way more this card? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But that's just the nature of the sport. If I, was ten, if I was 10 years younger, I'd be a millionaire right now, but I'm not. So I have to do it other ways. You can sit around a bitch and moan and complain about it. And, oh, God, you know, I was on the Chicago Cubs team. And we made it to playoffs twice. We didn't get anywhere. And I, they cut me. And I went to Philadelphia. And, you know, I'm kind of now in the bottom of the basement. And the Cubs just won. You can sit around and bitch about that all day long. And be right. like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, yeah. it's water under the bridge. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah, would I, would I love to be a millionaire right now? For sure. But I've got other shit going on that will potentially, like, as, I, as I've been sitting here, I got uh, asked if I can do a stunt job in, in China. I got asked um, to come. Uh, uh, ref a thing in Singapore as I'm sitting here on the podcast. Wow. Like, there's other things that are going on. Keep coming to the podcast. It gets more work. <laughs> no, no, that's actually, that's actually slowed down. I was expecting four of the things to happen. That oh, nice. Happen. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, now, fuck now, me up. Now, have you ever had people boo you as a ref yet or get mad at you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What happened? Yeah, nothing. There's no, but why they boo you? Oh, they thought I made a bad call. They thought I made a bad stoppage. Like, thought I jumped in it too soon, stopped the fight. But it's, you know, I have. And, and so. I took McCarthy's course twice. The first time I took it, just because I want to be a better commentator. So I took it. What are the refs looking at? What are the judges looking at? So as a commentator, I can actually educate the people better and give them real. I'm not going to say who it is, but there's a, 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 a color commentator, which is that space. The play-by-play is the guy that's telling you what just happened. Oh, one-two by by Hunter. Oh, amazing job. Well, you know, and then the 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 color guy is the guy that tells you why it happened. That was an amazing one-two. I'm just hit. The reason why I was able to get it is because Trick was stepping to his left instead of stepping to his right. So you get you know. So I'm that guy, right? Right. So there's guys out there that that people listen to because that's the person you hear on the TV. And they literally have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Like, they literally don't understand the fight game like who? at call, all. Call people I'm told, out. I'm telling you, I'm not calling them out. Uh-huh. So you're listening to these people, and you're like, wow, people at home, are, whether it's you know 10 people or 10,000 or 10 million, like, people are listening to this guy talk, and he, they really don't know what they're talking Dominic about. Dominic Cruz is great. They really have no clue. Hardy's so he's great. I'm in there doing it so I can be Stan a better, better commentator of, what's, of what I'm looking at. So then I come back in, and, and UFC buys up everything. Um, I get released from from HTNet, which is now Access TV. I'm like, well, there's no other jobs out there. Like, there's really nothing out there to, to go work at. So what I'm going to do? So I reinvent myself and go like, I'm become, you know, I'm just going to go acting and stunt work full time. Was kind of bitching about how bad the refing and judging is. And John MacArthur overheard me. He's like, if you want to be president of the United States, keep bitching about it. It's a one in four billion chance that you'll be president of the United States. There's only at the time there's only, you know, 44 other people have ever done it. You know what I'm saying? Now we have the 45th president. It, it's like there's only 44 other people that understand what he's going through so it's a really long shot keep bitching about be, being president of the United States complain about that department if you're complaining about refing and judging in MMA get off your fucking couch and go take a course go start refing and judging in MMA 
I started, I was like, holy crap, like this is really hard. It's really difficult, but I have the best seat in the house. I see stuff the judges can't even see because I am literally over the action watching it happen. So when I stop a fight, it's because I see there's body language telling me that the person's out or the person is caught and can't get out. There's, there's the, the position that they're in. I see how hard the punch is or how tough the submission is. Like I had a, I had a stoppage in the Bellator this last, this last week. Uh, um, forgive me. I forget the guy's names or, that I was doing it, but the guy, the guy at the bottom was in. He was taking some solid shots. Cody? No. No, Cody was a body shot TQ. Okay. He was, he was working it. Like he, he was in the bottom, but he's still in the game. He's still moving. He's taking a couple of hard shots, but he's still moving. And there's one shot that sounds like a guy took a bat, smashed a coconut into a side of meat. And that's his head bouncing off the canvas, and I'm running in to stop it, and all of a sudden I see his, his eyes blink. So I know he's out. Like he's flash knocked out, jump in, boom, wave it off, it's over. Keep him on the canvas. And his corner's like, what the hell? He was in it, he was in it. And then they, they, they are yelling a little bit at me, whatever, and then they finally get in, the doctor's check him, the doc, they finally come in, and they're like, oh yeah, good stop, shake. He was, he was done. Right. I'm like, yeah, I know. I was standing right there. Like, I saw you at the, in the Bellator prelims. Mm-hmm. How close are you to getting on the, the main card, televised card? Uh, I have no idea. It's up to it's up to uh, uh, Andy Foster, the uh, head head of the California State Athletic Commission. It's his choice. Do they where make I go you kind of pay your dues? Oh, or? absolutely, and and rightfully so. This is a, this is a sport where people get hurt for real. Like, there's not like in baseball, all guys can get hurt. They, you can hurt yourself. The ball can hit you in the hand. You can get hit, you know, hit in the arm on a bad pitch. You can slide in face first into in the second base and slash with your fingers. Yeah, you can get hurt. In our sport, people get hurt for real. So you have to spend your time. Like my next. My next assignment is February 18th up in San Jose for Bellator again. The, uh, the assignments are um, Jason Herzog, Mike Beltran, and uh, John McCarthy and myself. In that hierarchy, where am I? Well, I'm, in the, I'm on the prelims, in the main card. That hierarchy, that's where I belong. These guys have big round, major experience. Do not put me on the main card, and they won't. Andy won't. I'm not ready for that position yet, so I keep building my ranks. Now, have I done in the... Three years now, or two and a half years that I've that I've officially been refing, like started out the amateur. In ten months, I did over a hundred bouts. In ten months, I did a hundred amateur bouts, wow. which is unheard of. Like people don't. It takes people like five years to do that, it's just so I could apply to to California, I could apply to Hawaii, and get my pro card. Got my pro card, and then since then, I'm probably up around four hundred or so bouts ref now. I was a and, terrible, yeah. And that's not. And that's you look at John McCarthy. He's got like what fifty thousand. Yeah, and people still get mad at him. You know, and he and he's the guy that he's the guy that that, that writes the rules. So it's, it's not like he has a, he doesn't understand the rules. He wrote the damn rules. Yeah, the new all the new rules that came into effect. He sat down and wrote that damn. He wrote the rule book. Like this is the guy that writes the rule book. Fans don't like establishes. So still have arguments with him. Put in Beltran. He's like ten thousand in. Herzog was like eight thousand in. Mazzagatti was pretty bad though. Mazzagatti pretty bad. You got to admit. And 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 that hasn't seen in a while. He's not refing anymore. And then Winslow was was rough. And I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen her ref in, in a while either. Like they're yeah. like they're, there's now they're trying to put in a, a ranking system where where the refs are ranked A B C D, and so when you show up for a card, you know, oh like hey yeah, I'm the D ref. Like I, I'm not going to be on a main card because I'm the D I'm the D grade ref right now. I don't have enough bouts in to B C because it's also major you know amount of bouts and all that stuff. They're trying to get this in after trying to make these things happen, and it's because that way you can't have like. McCarthy goes to Texas 
and he's got the main the main event. And the guy, the local guy in Texas, is like I have fifty thousand bouts too. How come I'm not? How come I don't get the main event? Why does McCarthy get this? Is yeah, I'm yeah. part of this commission. It's now they go well because your bout number it yes may equal, but the bouts that you did aren't as good. Right. You haven't had as many title fights. You haven't made, so it all comes into a factor. So right now I'm a D guy, and I'm happy. That's where I belong. I don't belong up there in these main. And then I have guys that like Max Holloway wants me to ref when when uh, uh, when uh, um, the UFC comes to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. He's like you're 100 gonna ref my fight. You're 100. I'm like Max, you're a friend of mine. I am not refing your fight. It, even if I got the assignment, even if 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 the the uh, Allen gave me that the assignment. I would I, I was like no you got to take me off that assignment. I can't do Max's fight. I can't do Max's. Can't do Yancey Maduro. I train with him. I hang out with him. I'm not doing it. I don't belong on the main card at this at this stage of the game because I don't have the experience yet. I get more experience. I could be hell. I mean, CSAC's got a, got an event every weekend. They could I could Andy could give me an event every weekend and I'd accept the assignments and I get my numbers up. And it could be ten How, months. How's the pay? Pay good? No, pay's garbage. It's garbage. There's no money in refing. We're not doing it because we're making a bunch of money. We're doing it because you know, we love the sport. It's, a, it's an eight-hour day, and we're standing in there, and I think California pays the most. If it's a title fight, main event, you get like 1900 which I'm, I'm not getting. You get like like 1000 on the bottom end, which is what is normal, but it's like that's, that's no money for a 1000 per fight day. or per No, day. it's the night. Wow. It's for the whole night. I remember I was the baseball ref for my little brother, uh, his little league team, and I wasn't even a real ref. I just showed up to watch him play, and then the ref didn't show up. So I just went in there, and I was horrible because I was trying to get him to win. So I kept, I kept calling balls when they were like obvious strikes, and then I was trying so hard to get. I was, I was, I was like naked gun when he came, you know, when the when Leslie uh, Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of exactly how it was. I was trying to get my brother to win, but that's cool though. Now, I, I uh, good for you, man. You're like a uh, jack of all trades. Now, do you miss fighting? Uh-uh. No, because uh, I get lit on fire. I got hung off a bridge yesterday. I got, you know, a couple weeks ago, I, or yeah, like two weeks ago, I got thrown through a, thrown, uh, I threw a guy over a, uh, like a sports center desk kind of, kind of. No, scene. I heard like, Steven Seagal tries to injure his stunt. He does. He does try that. And that's been, that's been told, like people, like people have told me, like, if you get on a Steven Seagal movie, like, no, he's trying to hurt you. And so I won't take it. And he only does low budget now anyway, so it's not worth the money. And even, <laughs> but yeah, you just turn it down. You, just don't, you know, someone call you, I'm like, hey, do you want to work on this movie? You tell him, yeah. I want to. Uh, I want to work on it. Hold on, you're breathing real loud. Yeah. I'm not breathing at all. I'm fucking quiet as shit. No, I can hear you breathing. Yeah, we can hear you breathing. <laughs> you gotta do less coke. Uh, you're going. You're really, getting that one passage is getting bad. I wonder if you can run the. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's getting uh, tired. So go on. What were you so they're uh, uh, they put in. Um, uh, so like, yeah, you take the, if the stunt coordinator calls you, you go in and go, yeah, I'll take it. But what's what's the gag? What's the real? It's like, oh, Steven's gonna hit you, and then you're like, okay, and then you walk in and you have a conversation with Steven. Like, look, just so you know. You know, you're not gonna you know smack me around like you do the other guys. And then he won't work with you if he can't if he if you know coming in that that you're gonna talk to him about getting lit up and then change the whole scene like as he's trying to really really put one on you, then you put one back on him and he knows that's gonna happen. So he just won't use you. Like, oh, I'll use somebody else in the scene then and use like one of the other guys and then. And whatever happened with, 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 with your wrestling career? Nothing. I've gotten fighting. You got you got fired. Oh, what, no, what's no, no, what's wrestling? Like, career? Like your pro wrestling. Uh, nothing. Just uh, a mix-up between my old management and um, uh, Dixie Dixie. Cl- uh, what's her name? Dixie Carter. Yeah. No, yeah. Dixie Carter from TNA. Yeah, and, uh, and just a mix-up on on storyline. What they want to do with the storyline. And so uh, they weren't going to call me for a while, and then they called called him, and and he's like, I don't like the storyline, so he just shut it out and they just stopped calling, and that was it. Oh. So that's how it goes. There's not much money in, in the low levels of pro wrestling either. You know, getting like maybe shoot, you might get. 600, 800 a trip, you know, and you got to be there the day before. You got to work the whole. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough life when you're on the bottom heap. You know, and how, and how, how many kids do you have? Four. 
Four kids. With how many girls? Three. Nice. Right. And a granddaughter. And you have a granddaughter. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Frankie, I, yeah. I, Actually, your son came to my show. Your son looks just like you. Yeah. Nicest kid. He was a wrestler too, right? Yeah. High school yeah. did pretty Florida. well. Yeah, did really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's so proud of you. He's yeah. he's like he's so proud. His dad and he's like and you're still like uh, you and it's crazy. That Rochester is not a very big city. It's a huh. big city, but it's not, not really. Like a, but they have two UFC Hall of Famers. Well, future Hall of Famers, John Jones. Yeah. You're in the Hall of Fame for your fight with Matt Hughes. It's crazy that two come out of Rochester. Well, not to mention John Lithgow, Tay Diggs, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, all from Rochester, too. Wow. It's, it's a great place to be from. I, I do the, uh, the Weez show all the time. Brother Weez? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been around. Jeez. He, my first radio show I've ever done, like when I got interviewed when I was wrestling in high school, was on the Brother Weez show. Nice He's guy. been there forever. He's a cool guy. He's like yeah. a legend there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Vietnam War, War vet. That was, his, that was his big claim. Oh, yeah. wow. He's been around forever, that guy. Yeah. Love that guy. So, so, so anyway, CB, what's going on with you? Nothing, man. Any new news in the MMA uh, world since, since the show started? Since t- today? Yeah. No, just Cormier being delusional. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Gabe, we talked about you uh, yesterday with Aljamain. Did you hear the show? Oh, uh, yeah. That was pretty funny. He said that you're hungry all the time. For, now, were you smoking weed in their house? Uh, yeah. And, 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 and yeah. They, they didn't care? Uh, no. Really? <laughs> I, I, would, I would think that Aljamain and Ayakinta would be kind of like... Uh, Anti-weed. No. They, they didn't care that you were, you were stoned all the time? Nope, they did not. They were pro-weed. Oh, nice. There you go. And Joe, hold on, Joe, get over here on the mic. Now, if you don't know Joe, Frank, uh, Joe is a 20-year-old kid. Uh, you getting to UCLA or no? I don't know yet, to be honest. I actually wrote his recommendation letter. Uh, so you're not getting in there. Yeah, that'll do, that'll do right. him real well. Uh, I have low hopes anyways. So, but Joe is... Uh, has the weirdest sex life out of any of us. Uh, he once hooked up with a girl a couple weeks ago that liked to be cut during sex. Uh, another girl that didn't live in the country. Another girl that liked... Uh, well, hold on. What's the, doesn't live in the country. How is that, that weird? That wasn't weird. I'm just going through the girls. Uh, and then another girl that... Uh, <laughs> no, one that wanted, the one that's not from the country wanted to marry him for a green card. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's normal. And, yeah, then, that's and normal. then the one... The, and the last one wanted to be raped, right? She's a rape fantasy. She had a rape fantasy and like a brother-sister fantasy where she yeah. wanted me to... Yeah, it's just... This, this, this is normal stuff. stuff. Like, I'm not hearing anything strange. you, brother-sister? That's the fantasy that some chicks have, yeah. It's normal have you, you cut you, her have while you she's... encountered that? That I haven't had. No cutting. Have you encountered the brother-sister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you do? Nothing. Same shit I would do if it was some random whore I picked up on the street. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't change anything for me. The words of wisdom yeah. from Frank it's, it's her. It's her fantasy that they want, you know? Okay. Now, what about the girl you brought to the club, the hot one I met? Yeah, what about her? Now, now that's, that's <laughs> the one. That's the one that has a brother-sister fantasy. Yes. Now, nice. now, usually he sends dick pics right away. Is that something you would uh, advise doing or no? No, because there's so many dick pics out there. I mean, it, dep- it depends. What are you trying to get with this girl? Like, if you're trying to... Like, if you're trying to uh, oh, no, it's not a single one. It's everyone. It's everyone. Yeah, so this is was- different. Because normally I'd send her a dick pic within like the first like day, maybe. Yeah. But since I like this girl, because she's way out of my league, right? right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to keep her like, in range. Yeah, because I don't want to scare her off or make love with her too soon. I've, I've had the Hold chance. Hold on, what? Do what? God. I've had the chance to make love with her. Very. I, she slept over at my what, house. Fucking woman? Times. He doesn't know the difference between fucking, having sex, and making love. Or foreplay Jeez. and role play. Yeah, that he, too. He had that confused as well. Now, now, Frank, now you were in play. Girl magazine, so you, yeah. you that's like the original dick pic. Yeah, I mean, you were you were doing dick pics before <laughs> anybody before, else. It was before it was before cameras and shit, though. That was so long ago. It was like now I mean, that must have helped your sex life. No, I mean, really, I'm, I'm pretty good without. Were you married when that was going on or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was married when that one went around. Oh, yeah. That kind of sucks. No, but it doesn't like no one ever comes up. You got to remember who reads Playgirls. Mainly gay men. It's not straight <laughs> women. <laughs> so, it's like, so we're gay men coming on to you. 
No, I mean, like I said, it was before like the whole internet craze and smartphones and all that. She so couldn't really get a hold of anybody. And I'm not answering the phone if I don't recognize the phone call. So, did you get paid well for that or no? Yeah, I made I made a lot of money for a long time. I kept getting like because then the footage became like like internal stock footage, and if people wanted that photo, they have to pay, and I still got a residual check on it. So I got paid for a while on it. Uh, that's that's oh, there you go. Now it's it's like you can't it's unrecognizable because I look dream. so young. I have so many different tattoos now. You can't even tell it's me. That's my dream. What's that? You in Playgirl? Yeah. There's no such thing anymore. Yeah, yeah it's gone. Yeah. Doesn't, Playgirl's been going for a long time. There's the next and how do you know that, TV? What? How do you, how, what do you, how do you know it's going to Snapchat's play? the next best thing. It's the ever. same shit as Playboy. It doesn't have fucking naked Stop. photos in it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah you stopped getting back. <laughs> I'm really reading for the articles. Yes. Uh, Why are we doing the locked bathroom with the water running? <laughs> so, Gabe, any, any new chicks in your life or no? Uh, yeah, I've been dating here and there. I've hey, hey, seen this a lawyer chick. A lawyer with you? <laughs> <laughs> was she representing you or like what? She, no, she, she was, was secretly planning. Like, she was secretly planning on deporting him. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're a comic slash MMA odds breaker writer uh, slash slash you know live with Sla- your parents. Uh, I, I, a lawyer chick is she like? Hold on, hold on. Back I got up. a lawyer back and up. a doctor in my life right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. What, Don't on. lay that one up. You live with your parents. Uh, I, well, uh, yeah, I, well, uh, I live here in East Coast. I go back and forth, but here I'm with my parents. Yeah. And the East Coast, you live with your grandparents? Well, <laughs> right now I'm in uh, Sterling's house in Kingston. Aljamain's house. Yeah. Okay, so you're like, so you're living in their guest in, in their house, and then. But I'm saying, that, how do you pick up a lawyer with that? Like, do 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 you drop that? Like, how often? I talk to him. Really? <laughs> so that's saying. the game, man. That's the, the, Adam. That's why you always strike out. You don't know how to talk I'm to engaged. a chick. I'm uh, engaged. Well, let's okay. But let's say uh, he can't talk to a chick. Uh, Have you ever seen him talk to a chick? Even his girlfriend now, he talks to her. He still can't talk to. Her. That's that's true. Um, <laughs> so. But at what point do you tell the girl I live with my parents, who's a lawyer or a doctor? Uh, well, when they ask, I, first I usually ask them about their living situation, and they yeah. ask mine. I tell them I don't give a shit. And then now, when you when you, but you're on a date and you go, I live with my parents. Is it game over or no? Uh, I've been the chicks have not gone out with me a, a couple of times for that, but usually it's not. Yeah. yeah. See, well, there's a spin. You go, yeah, I live. With, yes, I technically live with my parents, but I'm also taking care of them. That's why I'm staying there because it's a house. Yeah, I, grew up I, help, in. I help out. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking. I'm my, it's the house I was born and raised in. I've lived there for years. But my parents need some financial help, so that's why I'm staying in the house. So you help out by having them pay rent. It's only like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the way you tell the chick. I'm talking about this how you tell the chick. Right. Of course. I'm asking. How, so you you help out your parents? Yeah. How by by offering them weed and uh, what, how are you helping them out financially? Are you really? Yeah, oh, I know about with the rent here and there. Oh, here and there. Yeah, how often? When he loses on fights, he doesn't pay the rent. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, TV. Uh, how how often do you uh, help well, out? Like, uh, like maybe like three four months out of the year, I'll pay the whole rent. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There you go. No, but they, but they probably own the house, right? So there's actually no rent. No, well, it, it's like a <laughs> it's like a two story apartment. Oh, it's nice. Like yeah. There you go. All right. See, that, there's your story. Like, I take care of my... That's why I'm living with my parents. Well, this... my house is being rebuilt in New York, so that's why I'm staying with my friends. I got to right say, now. though, Gabe does, like... When he wins parlays, because he has, usually has five different parlays, he's had some $15,000 weekends. Like, he, he, yeah. does, he does really well, right? What was the... Did you win last week or no? Uh, no. What happened? Uh, he bet on jail. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you, UFC. I think I had one that uh, Juliana Pena busted. Oh, oh yeah. You, you really, the Pena was going to win? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I had her by decision, too. Now, how often do you... No, that, was good, that was a good It was bet. plus yeah. 450, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, and, how, that your, and that was the only one to bust on your parlay? was just hers? Yeah. And what would you have won? Uh, it was like a few grand, but I was risking kind of small. So now, how often do you think the person's going to lose... 
but the per, but the bet is so good, you still you actually still bet it. Does that happen a lot? I don't, I don't think every guy every time Conor McGregor fights the other guy. <laughs> it's such you like fuck. It's such a good line. I was a bet on it. Who cares? Yeah, that, I had a hundred bucks on Ronda losing and Joanna losing, and a uh, hundred bucks would have got me fourteen thousand. Yeah. the first time. And I was like, and I, I go, I'm in, I'm in Santa Barbara. I'm watching the fight. Joanna loses the first round. I go on stage. I go to the stage to go, Ron, the loss. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I find out she lost the next, Joanna won the next four rounds. Like, yeah. fuck her, you know? <laughs> you want yeah. me to give a parlay for this weekend? Yeah, let, let me hear it. I like uh, Dennis Bermudez. Over Korean Zombie, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Grasso. Over uh, Police, yeah. Uh, Tisha Torres. Duh. Over Beck. Yeah, but those are all favorites, except yeah. for Yeah, and uh, I like, uh, for coin flips, I like um, James Vick and Nico, uh, Nico Price. So what would uh, $100 on those five get me? Uh, it's, it's like 900 I think. Wow. So you have to think about MMA. I feel like the, the odds, they, they don't have it down to a science yet. Like football and basketball, a line will be four points, and it's always like a five point. It's like, yeah. fuck. But with MMA, no, like... It's still a young sport. People don't realize, man. It's it's still yeah. It's been around in different different kind of levels and different kind of names throughout the. But really, this inception of of MMA really didn't start till '94. But even like CM Punk, right? CM Punk was I think a four to one underdog. Um, and I was talking to his training partners, and they were like, "He's gonna get it fucking killed." Yeah. Uh, but still, except for one that shouldn't even except for Bilal. But uh, that even so. How could that even be a line? Like it should have been like off the books. If his training partner is saying he's gonna get killed, yeah. everyone who trained with him says they get killed. But the, pub, the, the public didn't know that though. It's the public betting mostly. Yeah, moving the line. The wrestling, like, wrestling, dumb see, wrestling fans. His fans, yeah, yeah. And they bet a lot. Now you called out CM Punk. I call him out. I just said I don't know why he's fighting. Like if he, why, but you said you would fight him. Yeah, I'd, I'd fight him. Fuck, who the fuck wouldn't? Fucking Bro. Miles would fight him. But like right now, you fight him still? Yeah, no problem. Like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, why, why wouldn't you fight that guy? He's a 40-year-old, hard, hard-lived guy. Like, he's had a lot of bumps, like a lot of hits, smashed on the ground a lot of times, oh, trying to do something God. brand new. Come on, man. Like, it's, like, it's like me trying to box Mayweather. Would I do it? Fuck yeah, I'd do it. I'm probably getting knocked out in the sixth, even if I ran for the first five. Bro, I hit he's that guy up. Man. Mayweather at 147, and you're, what, 200? Yeah, he'd fucking still... He's still he's he a would knock you out? He'd probably still knock me out, yeah. CM Punk's like a lottery win, though, because he's a sell. For some strange yeah. reason, he's a draw. So if you get that fight, you're you're getting a nice fucking payday. Even yeah. if it's not on the front disclosed, it's on the back end. You're getting money. So yeah, of course you fight that. Guy. Anybody would take that fight. That's why what? Jason Ellis wants it. Yeah, well, I think Ellis wins. Who do you think wins, by the way? Wonder Boy or Woodley? The that was tough, man. It was so close to the first one. And I got to give it to Woodley or, or, or Wonder Boy in the second one. But I, I really like Woodley's shot. Like, I think he, he learns so quickly. When he, so when he fights a guy, he's better the next time. Like, he, he learns very fast. He's been that way since college and wrestling. Like He might lose you earlier in the season, but he's got your number come late. He just knows how to beat you and, and figure your game out. But... Come on, man! It's Wonder Boy has got some random crap that comes out of nowhere that you can't practice for. It just, you know, he's just standing right in front of you. He's like in the pocket. He's he's barely in an elbowing range. But he's bringing a north cut. Yeah, yeah. He's he's bringing in stage north. Woodley's cut. training with north cut. I don't think well, yeah, there's that's any fine, though, because you got somebody to beat up on. That's fine. But I don't stage, think north, stage, north cut's a great guy to beat him up. You know, but not gonna, you can't find anybody. To yeah, train that's for the thing. Woodley. Like who are you gonna find? Who's a short squat, super explosive wrestler out there right now besides Woodley that you can that you were like, oh, I could bring that guy in to train for Woodley. Oh, there's a lot of uh, 
Um, Ed Ruth? Nope. Ed doesn't mimic Woodley style. Kamal, Kamal Usman? Nope. Kamal doesn't have the same no. style. You can name a lot of wrestlers, but none of them mimic his style. You think Woodley's in, uh, getting a little too mental with the whole racism thing right now? Um, well, he's, he's, he's coming so, on pretty heavy, and well, it's, it's remember, just he's weird. a street kid. You got to remember, he's a street kid that has has success. Like he's a, he's a hood rat to begin with, and he through wrestling he got his shit together and became a better man, a better human. Then started fighting, became a great husband, a great father, and now with this money coming, and he's like, "Wow, I, I really have made it. Like I am in a different space." But he's also remembering those guys he needs to influence. He remembers how he looked up to other people in the in the in the community when he was growing up. So now he's in the same thing. So when things are going through. Was it Ferguson was having the riots yeah, where he's from? Yeah. He was really he was really vocal about it because he remembered people being vocal when he was coming up. He wants to be in the same space, but it comes down to those guys that like like Chael. We keep talking about Chael. He can never get back to the level that he was at because he has too many things to take him away from fighting. This is what this thing now that that we're, we're, Tywin really believes that he's a role model and wants to live up to that space. So as a result, he's being pulled away. Yeah, he may make practice every time. He may may never skip a practice, make every session, do all that stuff, but it's still when you're being pulled away to different spaces, it does kind of wear on you. And then he's dealing with a big, heavily mental, socially awkward problem right now with racism. And so it's gonna wear on him mentally. And so that does that does factor into it. At the same time, time, I think that you know, certain people, whether it's a comic, actor, fighter, singer, they're they're better when they have a chip on their shoulder. And I think Tyron is one of those guys when he has something to prove, he seems to be rise to the occasion. Yeah. Other people they fall apart, yeah. Rhonda, you know, or, yeah. or whoever, you know. So I, I think with Tyron, it's a little different. I know with me, comedy-wise, if you piss me off before a show, and I or a heckler pisses me off on stage, I'm like, all right, motherfucker, let's do this. And, so, and, I, and I zone in on Those it. Those are my I'm favorite like, shows of I'm, I'm like, all right, let's fucking do it. <laughs> Yet, when I'm like fucking lolly lolly to a show, and I'm not really thinking about the show, or I'm, I'm it's like, I remember... Uh, one of my favorite fights was Mayorga versus uh, when Mayorga knocked out um, Vernon Forrest. Oh, no. Vernon Forrest. Forrest had beaten Mosley badly. I was there. He killed Mosley. And when he fought, uh, when he fought Mayorga, he was rapping on the way to the, to, the, to, the, to the ring and he was celebrating. I remember Larry Merchant being like, he was doing a victory dance during his walk to the ring. And you don't do that. Mm-hmm. When you're coming to a fight, and so that there's a guy who it distracted him. Tyron Woodley, I think, I think that the the the, the, the hate, the fuel, the, it really gets to him. The problem with that I have with on well, so much problems with, but a lot of times these online hecklers, online trolls, they're really racist. So not all of them, but you get one out of every seven yeah. that says shit to Woodley. That's legitimately racist yeah. it's not you're too cocky or you're arrogant or i don't like your attitude or you know woodley's gonna you're gonna get caught all those things are kind of okay about it but when you but people start calling them you know the n-word or, or yeah. calling them monk whatever the hell they start saying that's shit fucking fuels you know and, and he's right to be fueled by that and i, I think woodley takes him in the ring but I even think, I, I do i think woodley wins this fight i don't know why i thought i thought he's gonna beat robbie lawler i think wonder boy his chin, he's got a good chin, but man, he got caught by Ellenberger, he got stopped by Matt Brown, and Woodley puts his hands on you, and 
It's even though, like he's saying, if the U- if I was white, the UFC would have promoted me more, and they're not promoting me as the champ, and they did more. They're right, Bobby Lawler. They're, they're, he's it's, actually it's, right. It's, no, I know, but it's just like, do you think like I don't think it's because he's white in his head? I don't think that's because he's not white, but I do think that they're missing an opportunity to promote a, a, a bona fide star. It's not the first yeah. time, and it won't be the last. No, it won't. But it, but I understand why he'd be pissed off that yeah. that Paige Van Zant is headlining a Fox card uh, when yeah. she's coming off. You know, a one and one record. It has nothing to do with race, though. It's just popularity. I mean, Johnny Hendricks didn't get a push either. No, the, the, the UFC has like certain people behind the thing going, we're going to push this person. And it's, it's not fair to the Tyron Woodleys, to the Kevin Lees. It's also not fair to the Robbie Lawlers. Or it's yeah. not fair to the, uh, you know, uh, the Dominic Cruises. Or Even Steve right now. Steve yeah. is a perfect example that of like. The baddest man on the planet yeah. is nobody character. knows who the fuck he is. You ask anybody on. You ask. Ninety-nine, you know, thousand out of a hundred thousand people. To Steve, who's Steve Ozick? They won't know who he is. Who's and, you, and then yeah. you go, hey, did he? Uh, who? They will never know that he's a guy who played two sports in college. That is insane. But who's Brock Lesnar? Everybody knows. But, but they're not going to know who Steve Bay is. No, it's, that's what I'm saying. Complete bullshit. They're not. They're not promoting him. There's. There's. I mean, there's a bunch like At that. At the same but time, yeah. it's like. Also, can they be promoting themselves better? Yeah, I mean, part of it is you got to. You know, no one likes to do the small, you know, under under 50,000 listener podcasts. And, and no one wants to go and listen to the radio show that, that, that's in the middle of Terry Hot, Indiana. But you have to realize that every time you do one of those things, like you're available for like media or whatever, that that's, you're going to get at least one more person that's going to follow you from that interview. It may not be, it might not be, you know, you might have to do 50, you know, 50 a year to get 50 more followers, but you're going to get one more following every time that you post something, they're going to resonate to it. They're going to start listening to it. They're going to pay attention to it. Good or bad, doesn't matter. You want people to f- pay attention to you. Stipe doesn't do too much social networking at all that I can that I really see. Um, he's still a blue collar, won't quit his day job as a fireman, like still has that whole game plan, which is a huge sell. Like This guy is out still going to burning houses. Like There's your push. Like th- Screw the fact that he still kicks somebody's ass in the heavyweight division, but give him the push that he's still a fireman. Like He's still, he's basically... First responder. That, that's one step below being military. He's still active duty right now and doing it, every, you know, doing it four days a week, and they don't have any push for him. So it, it's it's a tough situation with a guy like Stepe where he could get the push, but because he doesn't really do much on his own to push himself, it doesn't really work. And like I can understand their point from the UFC, like why are we going to push a guy that's not really pushing himself? He's not really talking. He's not really doing stuff. But with Tyron is fucking. Everywhere in social media, this man is—he has a huge footprint in social media, and they are not pushing him. And I'm looking at it, going, "This makes no fucking sense." He's a movie star. It must be racist. Like that's the only—that's you can't look at anything else. It is a racist card that they're playing. That's exactly what they're doing because he—he he is on social networking. He pushed himself. Well, he's what, been in movies. What, what he's black been in, fighter have they ever really pushed? I, mean, uh, I was about to John say Jones. even Demetrius. They're not really uh, pushing. I mean, Rampage, hard. Rampage, Rampage, John Jones, and John Jones. And then look, but look, look what happened. They Rampage had a times. following prior. Yeah, Rampage had a huge following prior huge, from WFA huge and Pride. Japanese female reporter following is what he had. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, even Cormier, they're they're kind of like, even with the whole John Jones gets the winner, and they're they're only thinking about you know down the road. And Demetrius, pound for pound, number one guy on the planet, arguably. Yeah. There, no he idea. has a cult following because of his Twitch stream. He plays the video games all the time, and he's he's a big social media presence. But like, this guy's the only man to ever I, hold that title. I was at a club one time with him, 
And he was dancing with his girl, wife, his beautiful wife. Yeah. Super sexy. Love that girl. The it's entire so nice. time was on Twitch. Yeah. Like, like people were watching him dance. On Twitch, yeah. And I was like, it was one of the Isn't strangest. Isn't Twitch paid too? Don't you have to like pay to, be, to join somebody's channel? Twitch, uh, I don't think so now. Okay. It might have changed recently because I thought I saw some of that. With... Uh, there's another guy that's on that plays games. It's a gamer that's on Twitch too. Uh, Max Holloway's on there. Jorgensen. Joe Lozon's Jorgensen. on there. Jorgen Scotty. I was talking to him and he was like doing, I was interviewing him. He was playing a game while I was interviewing him. Yeah. He was on Twitch at the same time. So I was like, what the, and he was answering my questions like no problem like he, no hiccups no problem he's just playing his game Holloway's on almost uh, like every night Demetrius like they yeah. just play video games and people watch and they talk to him and it's crazy. No, yeah it's cool it, it was just strange though to see someone at a club on their phone people watching it was just it was a whole no it's not like people you know I've, you can do that uh, Periscope and Instagram Live that, that, Facebook yeah, that, Live what's that thing now your story on Instagram you can do that shit all the time people yeah. watch it people de- dedicate themselves to looking at your stories like I know. I watched uh, you had 12-year-olds telling you, why aren't you on Instagram Live? You're only I, on Facebook I Live. I know. That's true. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, Mark Hunt, Overeem, who wins? Hunt, he actually likes to fight. He actually really enjoys the fight. Um, he doesn't get overwhelmed. Doesn't matter if you, if you look better and look fitter and look all that. And He's got a big coconut for a head. Like you can smack that guy in the head. with a, I literally think you can hit him in that forehead with a baseball bat, full swing. And it'll kind of like it'll be a little dazed, like all right, fucker. Now we got now we're gonna go. Have you ever trained with him? No, no. Uh, but of course, working for Pride for as long as I did, I had an experience to talk with him and hang out with him and stuff. And he's a he's a really nice, nice, sweet gentleman. Overspends his money a little bit. Like I think he lives too much of a high lifestyle, but because he really loves drift cars, and so he spends a lot of money on drift cars. And loves him, loves him. God, and he's a good driver. He's a pretty decent driver. He's not a great driver, but a pretty decent driver. Now, one of your ex training partners, Vitor Belfort. Mm-hmm. Fighting Kelvin Gastelum. That was a tough one for Belfort because Gastelum is, you know, even though he's never making weight and should move up a weight class. And he, is, he is. I he's know that, but he's, yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm only doing it for a short time. He's like, he won't commit to being up. But it's like, dude, you're crushing it up there. Like, stay put. It's a tough fight for Vitor. He's falling off, and now you're part of the USADA clan. You're, you're off. You no, but does that actually, because the fight's in Brazil. Doesn't matter. You, yeah, still, get, you still get pre-fight drug tests. They're matter. regulating. They got, they got a commission out there. Yeah. And Vitor's by himself in his camp now. There's nobody. He's what was the he, training Vitor like? Was he a nice guy? Was he was he no. crazy? No, selfish, selfish. Like wants wants the space for himself. Wants all the coaches' attention. Um, and when he doesn't get it, he gets kind of frustrated and leaves. Like so, like he'd be at Shingator and he'd leave and go over to the back then it was a tap out gym. It's called or, Syndicate uh, now. Syndicate. Yeah. No, no, no. Even before Syndicate was around, right. he'd go over there and train. And he, he didn't like. And for a while, it worked out for him. He didn't like that, and he'd go to Syndicate, and he wasn't got the attention he wanted from Syndicate. So he bounces around. He keeps playing these games until he gets finds where he gets everything himself. Like that's what he wants is everything on his own. How's himself. the sparring? Was he trying to knock you out or? Uh, no, he's a good sparring partner. He's a good sparring partner. He's a good drill partner. He's a good partner. Yeah, as a whole, you know, he knows he knows that that if you try to turn it up too much, you're gonna turn it up back on him. He doesn't. No one wants to be turned up in practice. Like it's practice. You, you get you're trying to train for a fight. You want to you're gonna have goes. Where you're gonna go really hard, but you really don't want to like hurt your partner so bad that he's that he's indefensible and you have to knock him out. You got to break his arm. If you catch him by accident because you get a good, real good corner and you freaking crack him down the center and he's not expecting it, and you put him down. That's different than like I'm gonna fucking kill you today. You know, you do it, and every day you're like that. Your partners, one, when partners want to train with you, it's going to be game on. Like, they're coming hard, too, now. Because I know if I don't go hard on you, you're going to hurt me. So I have to go, so I have to go hard on you to keep from getting hurt so I can do another round. Otherwise, I'm going to have to sit out for a week because I got a concussion. So you go after him. So nobody wants to really do, go game hard like that. So Vito's smart. And he, he goes hard. Like, he's not going to, like, he'll, he'll kick you if you let him. 
you know, he'll, he'll, he'll split your liver open. If you, if you stand and let him, you got to not let him. So it's, it's good training with him, though. Now, uh, Koscheck, uh, has another yeah. fight coming up. Yeah, much no, His yeah. Bellator debut against what? Mauricio Alonso. Who's that? Man. He was a prelim fighter at the first Dynamite, which was about a year and a half ago. Uh, de- decent fighter, somewhat of a power puncher more than anything. Um, I think he's out of a, is he out of AKA? I think so. That, I that's think what he might still be positive. there. Um, I think it's a can fight for Koscheck. I think it's just an easy debut for him because he's Should been he still, out so many. He's been t- knocked out four times in a row now. I he mean, was he he was zero and five, I think, in his last five in the UFC four four by finish or five by finish. I, mean, I know Ellenberger doing? choked him out. Yeah, but, but what are we doing here? I mean, what this is just seems it's cr- payday now. It's payday. Like you're in Bellator, you're getting paid. Do you see how much shit he has? He has a giant boat. He's got a huge ass house. Like, does he still have that? And the cars in uh, San Jose too. Yeah, so it's up the, but, but I think, it's I think he's far. actually hated more in his hometown than he is. <laughs> like, he's well, he's, he's in Fresno now. He's in Fresno? Yeah, yeah. he's in Fresno because he left AK because of Javier Mendez, and then he started the whole thing in Fresno and dethroned base camp. But they're putting him on the card. I mean, so I interviewed Cheetah before his last fight. And I'm like, dude, you're you're you have a pretty high overhead. You got that house, you got the boat, you got the you got the Rolls Royce, you got all these things. Like, how are you going to retire? Like, what are you going to do next? Like, you know, punishment clothing's not like it used to be. So it's like there's no there's no huge amount of money coming up from that. Like, so what's the deal? He's like, oh, I got smart. I got paid for I paid cash for the, for the Rolls. I paid cash for the house. And I paid cash for the boat. I have no overhead. All I have to do is keep the electric on, keep gas in the boat. I got he goes, I'm really I'm good. Like I'm totally fine. Koscheck has a high overhead too, but hasn't paid everything off yet, so he's still fighting. You know, that, that's part of the game plan. Like, you don't, if you get to that point where you kind of paid off some stuff, you're like, oh, I see the end of the tunnel. If I get, like, another $300,000, I can pay everything off and I can just, in, and just be done and I own everything and be, you know, be out of the way. If you see that light in the tunnel, you'll keep fighting. And, you know, I don't know what his numbers are. I'm just making numbers up for Josh. But, you know, he, I, to me, it seems like he's still fighting because he's, he sees the light at the end of the tunnel and just wants to keep, keep battling it out until he, he gets completely free and clear. Yeah, those last few UFC fights, you took him one after another after not fighting for a couple of years. I know. I just, I just hate seeing, you know, I remember watching Koscheck wrestle, and he was such a star. Yeah, he was a star. And he was such a star in the beginning of his career, even an ultimate fighter in GSP. Yeah. And then you see him getting just knocked the fuck out by, you know, Woodley, choked out by Lawler, knocked him knocked out. Knocked out by Lawler. And you go, all right, this is not, you know, what I want to see. My hero, not that he's a hero, but the guy yeah. I looked up to. And you know, maybe he'll beat him and he'll look great. And then they're giving, I like the fact they're giving him, they're not giving him Paul, Paul Daly. And that's going to you know, be next. I like the fact that they're so. not. Yeah, Paul's going to be next, yeah. But I, I like the fact so. they're not. They, they already had, Paul's, Paul's already asking for it. They already had that matchup booked and uh, oh, Kasha got injured. at the hotel. He said he didn't want it right after his after fight, fight with Brennan Ward. Yeah, I was yeah, talking. So, he I said Koscheck needs a few to get there. And I think it's going to take more than a Now they're going to say, man. I was standing right there when he asked the brass for Koscheck. Like, I, I think he Koscheck. deserves a. I if think Koscheck wins. I want to fight Koscheck. I think uh, Daly that's possibly a, get a title shot. That's, a that's terri- what I thought too. That's a terrible yeah. night for Koscheck. Yeah, hold on. I mean, he'll, and he'll, he'll be in there a little bit. He'll be game for a little bit, and then Flying Knee comes through and his face falls off. I don't want to see Koscheck versus Rory. Daly, they won't. They Rory's or, too high. Or too Michael high end right Page. now. I mean, it just seems like and MVP will embarrass him. It'll be terrible. It'll embarrass him. So Bellator does a great job with a gimmick fight. Like they've always they've always found a way to make things work with the gimmick fight. Now that they've got Fedor and, and, and Mitrione fighting, and they've they're doing all this back and forth with uh, uh, with Bama now. There's Bellator and Bama out of yeah. England, and there's Bellator and Ryzen. and Ryzen. So like they've got these crossover like big whole matches that before you know five six years ago you would never see. You know, let's just take what Fedor is his heyday. 
and Mitch Rione is like a top three heavyweight in the world. Like you never see that fight, you never see that matchup because with two different organizations, it's too problematic. Now with Scott Coker at the helm, you're going to see these matchups, and so it's going to be it's going to be great. I mean, I think Mitch Rione's just going to murder Fedor though. It's tough to tell which, which man has shown up. The train map that's spent some time like, actually doing shit. I've seen him recently. He looks good. I've seen him too. He always looks good. But the Fedor that fought Fabio was rough. Yeah, he's old and, and was distracted and, and, and had a little thick going on. And he also had a big, bad game plan. And it, yeah. it, if he took him down and like the, right, right off the gate, he would have submitted him like yeah, in a minute. Easy. Yeah. What's the fight yeah. that what's, what's the fight that you've always wanted that you wish you got? BJ Penn. Yeah, BJ and I, I, and not that I don't like BJ, BJ and I are friends. Like, we've been friends since even when we fought. It's just like, I was, at the time, BJ was the phenom. He was the guy that everybody wanted to beat. And I was like, he's going up to every weight class. And at the time, I was in my prime. I wanted to, I wanted to test myself. Like, I just wanted to see, like, am I really, is my prime just because I'm the second best? Because I can't ever beat Matt? Is that what it is? Or, and I'm just the best of a, of a bunch of shitty people? Or am I actually a really good guy? And what's going to happen? And so I wanted to fight BJ to kind of test that game. And we both tried. We tried to make it happen. It just never worked out. Just, Are you and Matt uh, friends now? You guys We're cool? acquaintances. I mean, we'll talk. I mean, he's tough, right? What do you mean? I mean, like, he's just a very, like, killing animals. And it just it seems like. Oh, I don't mind all that. I actually love it. You know, like, I, I love the fact that he, he likes guns. I'm a huge gun supporter. I love guns. Yeah, I don't mind killing animals um, for, like, food. Yeah, he, eats, he, he does. He takes and eats everything. What, I saw some of those pictures. He didn't seem like he was eating a, a, a rhino or whatever. The, yeah, he kills, like, African safari type animals. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Come on. And who cares? I do. Why do you care? What, what, have you, what have you done for the rhinos? What, what have you physically done to go help the rhino population? Uh, well, I, 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 I banged a couple. Um, no, but, no, I, but I have, I have three animals. Uh, I, That's not helping the rhinos. I, 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 animals in general. That isn't, that fucking, I'm veg- a friend of the animals. Are you vegetarian? No. You wear a leather coat. So I, what the I, fuck are you talking about? I, I don't about? like the rhinos. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? No, I do like animals, okay? So, so. If he was going to eat them, I'd say it's one thing, okay? He's, he's going, he's going to these reserves in Africa, which is totally legal. They raise, they raise these animals to be hunted. That's how they're being raised in slaves over ranges. But it's one thing I And then they're, and then he's paying walks in and he's paying a bunch of money. I'm, I'm thinking for around, I think it's like 25 grand or 20 grand. He probably got a sponsor. Well, it wasn't out of his pocket, but you know, he's doing a hunting show and shit like that. So I'm sure they're paying for it. But there's a fee involved to go in and, and, and hunt these animals. And then it, it, that guy, the one dentist that got yelled at for, for killing the lion, he went there and paid for it and never vilified him for killing the lion. Yeah, fuck well, him. Hold on a second. He went out of this fucking range Killed the fucking lion like you're supposed to as a hunter. He wasn't like he wasn't like hold it down. Let me come over was, and shoot look, it. If, he, if, if Matt Hughes wants to go fight <coughs> animals, okay, him versus the animal one on one. We'll see how it goes. He has a gun. Okay? No, it's not fair. It's no, not, you're it's, you're an idiot. I'm not <laughs> an idiot. We have a big brain and opposable thumbs. We're at the top of the fucking food chain. If he want, that's if why. If I, I want to go out there and blow up every goddamn cat in, in around the Coliseum <laughs> in Rome, I can fucking do that. You're an asshole for doing that because I have thumbs and a, and a big ass brain. Bullshit. That's why. No, because maybe I'm, those animals. We are the top of the food chain. So one thing, if you're eating them to survive, okay, and I, and I think I am becoming a vegan. I just got to figure it out. Okay, however, <laughs> all right, it's, I don't think it's right to go just kill sport hunting. I think it's bullshit. I think it's, it's guys with small dicks, and, and, and they go ahead, they have to feel, oh, I'm superior. And it just, come on, leave the fucking animal alone. Why? Because it's there, it's enjoying its life. It's How, nothing, it's are nothing. you sure? Are you sure it's enjoying its life? How uh, do you know? Because I asked it. I go every day. I go. I hang out with the rhinos. They call me. No, I, I don't think that he should be able to go out and kill animals for fun. I don't think. I don't like it when when Trump's kids did it. I don't like when that asshole did it and fucking thing. I just think. I just. It's one thing if you want to go fight an animal, go pick a fight with a fucking bear. See how it goes. Okay, but don't have a fair. So don't bring a fucking gun to the octagon. 
You're a, you're a complete fucking hypocrite and a complete retard. No, I'm not. You are literally have your hand inside of a leather pocket of your, of your jacket right now. <laughs> what leather. the fuck do you think they did with that? How do you think they killed that cow from that damn jacket? <laughs> All right, you're right. You know, or the sheep if it's you're, lambskin. I'm, you're or right. the, I mean, I'm now changing my ways. I'm no longer buying leather, okay? And I'm, I'm going to go vegan or vegetarian, both of them. However, I'm going to do both of them. I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm doing it all. Uh, yes, I don't think it's right that he. That he I don't think it's cool. He does that. I think the animals are nothing. Okay, to well, that's that's an, it's an opinion piece. It's totally legal. What he does is totally fine, and I don't mind it at all. I actually enjoy it that he goes and does that. You go and kill animals. I haven't hunt in a while, but yeah, I will hunt. I fish all the time. I go for deep sea fishing or for, for sport. To me, food is sport, fucker. Like I eat, I eat my shit. I, ca- okay, I catch, and, I catch. And eat. Gabe, what do you think about this? Um, I don't like the for, for sport hunting, but I'm all for uh, for food hunting. But yeah. that's the that's the that you guys are, are, are trying to make it like it's two different things. It's not. Yes, it is. Sport hunting and food hunting are the same fucking thing. You're not going out there. You can go to the grocery store. We live in a first world country. Go on the fucking street to Trader Joe's. I do. Okay, then the guy that's out there hunting is not because he can't go to the grocery store. He's out there sport hunting. If he eats the whole fucking thing like Joe Rogan does, eats the whole goddamn thing. Who, it, all of a sudden, it's okay. He's, it's not, not, he's not eating any of that. Yes, he is. He's, he's fucking had. He, I just saw a thing from the other day. He had a piece of bear that he caught. He was on his grill eating. Yeah, if you're no, not I'm getting food out of it, was Cobbie's bear. No, I'm talking about Joe Rogan. Joe I'm Rogan talk, goes I'm, out. I'm talking about Matt Hughes. Okay, yeah. just, who does it? Matt does the same thing. One, so the rhino, he's probably not eating, but he goes out. And everything else he hunts, he eats. But, well, if he wants to eat the food, I, I understand it. Okay, yeah, but mo- a lot of animals. My point is, it's still sport hunting because you can go to the grocery store. You're not going out there because you're starving and have no food. You're going out there because you want to go hunt an animal. You want to do some sport hunting. Just because you eat it from the end to end does not make it not sport hunting. It's, it's still sport it's hunting. For fun hunting, it's for fun yeah. hunting, yeah. What the fuck do you think sports are? I don't know. I, I'm, I don't like. You it. guys are you guys are running in circles. What a bunch I don't of like fucking. It. You don't no. like it? Then you're a vegan. The next time I see you eat any fucking I dairy, I right now, I like so you got to throw the jacket out. But because no. of that shit, some animals are going extinct, though. Yeah, exactly. So what? So, so the dodo has been extinct. Dinosaurs are extinct. Like fuck, it's not like they were, we weren't. No, that's you shouldn't be able to go. I I don't. I leave them alone. They're fucking. A lot of these animals are peaceful animals. They're beautiful creatures. Really? Yes. Then you need to move out of L.A. because this spot right here pushed a whole a whole set of coyotes out out in the outskirts. They're now attacking little dogs because you had to live in this fucking apartment. So I you better you gotta move out of town. I, I didn't build. You got to move out of town. Nope. I didn't build the place. You're paying the rent. I didn't You're paying build the rent. Got to move out. Fine. That's your, I'm that's your to, I am. I'm moving to Culver City. Oh, it's even worse. Live over there by them jack offs. Come on, man. I, I am. <laughs> my, my girl works by there. CV, what's Oh, you guys are actually moving together? Yeah, we're gonna move in together. We're when? Gonna marry in June. So it doesn't mean you have to live together. <laughs> You're moving to Culver City? But, yeah. Is that close to you, right? Uh, I don't think so. But Where do you live? Hollywood. Uh, same distance. My parents live 300 miles away from no, each other. What do you other, think about hunting? And they're fucking, they've you been married hunt? 37 years. What is that? How to do hunting? Because you were talking it's about, I was talking about not living together, uh, marriage. He okay. knows my, my mom just went. My mom just kicked my dad out of the mammoth house the other day. That's so sweet. So they're, they're married, but they're not <laughs> yeah. doing it. What, 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 oh, what, I've, I don't what think they've done it in probably like 10, 12, 15 years. I, I don't care. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care. I have zero opinion. It doesn't affect me directly, so I just I don't care. Believe me, if I'm going up what to the, oh, right, go if on. I'm going up to the to the Colorado man, the Colorado I call it a, uh, I call it a cottage, but the Colorado fucking cabin that Couture has, they yeah. built for his retirement home. He's got fucking four freezers full of elk that he caught. 
I'm going up there. I'm 100 eating elk. 100. percent You eat it. Yeah, I, th- I say it's okay. Yeah, elk hunting is cool. Yeah. Like, if you eat it, I think it's okay. I don't think it's so good just to do it so that you get a fucking trophy. I just don't get it. Like, just, I don't like trophy hunting. No, yeah, I don't like trophy. Yeah, hunting. that's that's what I meant. Sport that's hunting, not trophy what, hunting. That's, that's not what you meant. What you meant? You said sport hunting, and you said feeding. That's what we're talking about. Nobody said shit about trophy hunting. That's what I meant. Right now, you said trophy hunting. That's what we meant. Times you say that. No, we're right. You're wrong. So, Joe, what's your opinion on this? He shoot put it on your wall and not eat it. So yeah, that sucks. But if you're gonna kill it, hunting in general is a it's very difficult, right? You know this, bow hunting, gun hunting. So there's a lot of education that comes with it. Just like in fighting, you have to train yourself, and it takes a long time to get a level through where you can actually kill a deer. Yep, and that's the whole sport of it. I think that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. So that's it. But if you're gonna go out there and just kill like a deer and not do anything with it, just fuck the you. Antlers, put it on the <laughs> wall and leave the body there, and then it's kind of sucks. It's kind of a dick. Yeah, how are you going to ask the guy that hunt whale, hunts whales on Tinder every day? I got it. I was, There's nothing wrong with hunting whales on Tinder. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why so, are you so smart with this, but retarded in every other aspect of your life? <laughs> why, do you, why do you have a bunch of grab bruises on your hand? Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody's fucking grabbing you like that in jiu-jitsu? What track you? marks. Yeah, that's not... Uh, <laughs> what up. the fuck does that even mean? All right, mean? that's our podcast. <laughs> Listen, that might uh, be the end of our show. Frank, you have anything coming up you want to plug? Uh, no, no, I'm just, you know, I'm always working and hunting and, you know, doing some, like I said, I just got hit up to do some some gig. I got a couple of acting roles um, um, that I got to finish my auditions for, but do self-taste and send them in and, you know, just always hunting out and looking for... The next, uh, waiting for Andy Foster to get my next assignment so I can ref. That's my life. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Does he run all of California or just Yeah, he's the head commissioner for, Cal- for state, California State Athletic Commission. So he could he's assign that. you to the Fedor Mitrion. I think you said that. Yeah, right? I'm working, that card. Yeah, I'm working card. that card. I'm just being on the undercard, just, which is where I belong. I don't belong on the, I don't belong. Like, I think, uh, John already got the, got the announcement. They usually announce that who got the main event and the co-main event. But I Do also they, know where I'm going to be at. And, and, and since you're a ref, you can answer this question. Do they sometimes assign, like, certain guys based on the size of the fighters themselves? No. No, no? I, I had heavyweight. I had heavyweight fight. I mean, like they uh, wouldn't put like Eve Levine well, you know, on I a take, heavyweight. I take that back. They they could. I don't know. I don't know if that happens. I don't know if that if that's how it does. It doesn't work for me. I've had heavyweight fights. I've had small girl fights. It just depends on where the hierarchy is. Um, I, you know. But you've seen you've seen Big John ref uh, 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 Demetrius Johnson. No, I mean I mean the other side of like that the giant fighters. You're not going to put like Kim Winslow in there who can't do anything. The only reason I asked there's like one example I remember was. When Vanderlei uh, got knocked out by Rampage in UFC, and whoever was the ref, I think it was Mazagati Yamasaki, they were like shoving him, and he they couldn't get him off, and he just keeps nailing Vanderlei in the face. Well, that's a out. that's a positioning issue. So one of the things, and I've actually taught at Herb Dean's refing course, and one of the things they teach you is positioning for how not only do you have to know how to stop, you you have to be experienced. This is the reason why a lot of the a lot of refs are bad because they don't do jujitsu, they don't roll in no gi, they don't get it. So when a guy has an armbar on, they don't know what you have to do to break the armbar. Like you go in there and you have to like get the armbar off. So you have to like jam into the into the uh, into the to the bicep and push the elbow back down so it doesn't get hyperextended anymore. You got to pull the hands apart because some guys don't want to stop. You have to like physically rip it apart. So if you if a guy is on is and we're in we're uh, top bottom position, guys on top rain down blows, and when you, you have to come between them to stop the fight, you don't come on top and yell and yell stop and try to catch his arms from hitting them. You have to like get get your body in the way. So that was a bad positioning thing. Like it, it happens all the time. The fight I was talking about earlier, beginning of the podcast, uh, uh, he was in the game. All of a sudden, he's getting cracked. It's two heavyweights. 
I had to jump in between them. You take the risk of getting punched, but you have to get in the middle of it. And I, you know, you just run in there and you, you shove them off. You run and get your body in between. You elbow them off. And then oh, you is that the, the Jack made Dave Cryer fight? That's it. Yeah, that was the fight. Jack yeah, made yeah, Dave Cryer. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got to go in and jump off. And, yeah, and it was quick it too. Yeah. Jack made finished him real fast. Yeah, got him down. It was forty three seconds or forty one seconds. Yeah. you know. And that's just one of the things. That's, it's positioning, and you have to know when a triangle's on. You have to know how to break the guy's legs apart. Like you got to know how to rip guys out of certain positions when a guy's in a darts. You have to know which way to go to get to get him off the darts. Even though you're yelling, stop, it's over, it's over, you got to start ripping hands out because you don't want that guy to be caught in that position any longer, especially if he's tapping. Because that means he has reached his limit. You don't know what his limit is. Yeah. I don't know this. I don't know you personally. Yeah. I may train with you. I may work out with you every day, but I still don't know where your limit is. Oh, of course. You might be like, fuck it, take it, break it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for it to break. And then once it breaks, then I stop it. But if you're like tapping, you have reached your limit. I got to get you out of there as fast as possible. And like a knockout, too, you've had to like grab guys or just shove them off, like oh, yeah. stop uh, hitting this Ray dude. Ray Cooper, I fought his dad, uh, Ray Cooper the second. I'm now I now ref his son Ray Cooper the third, and he his last fight he had a four second knockout last weekend four seconds. Wow! It was literally like you ready you ready come on up. bang smacked him one punch fight was over guy was starched laying right down Oop, wave it off right, but the fight before that I had to, he fought for about a minute and ten seconds and he was took the guy down got on top and just started like. The old school uh, uh, Dave Monet, Phil Baroni, yeah, yeah. Came, like that machine gun punching. He was doing that guy's head on the canvas, and there was no way he was going to stop until he was shoved off. I had to take a shot. Like I had to plant both my feet and take a real wrestling shot and run into him and throw his little ass off him into the cage. Like wow! He was not stop so this guy's going to be pretty good, huh? And that's oh, he's going to be great. Ray he's Cooper, great. yeah, Ray Cooper the third. He's going to be really good. But that's that's the thing is positioning. To go back to your original question, you have to be in the right spot at the right time. There's a lot of shit that goes on after every fight. I get yelled at every fight. I get yelled at, especially if John McCarthy's working because he he is he is legitimately my mentor in refing. So he nitpicks every little fucking thing I do, every little space, every, where my eyes are at, where my hands are at, where am I looking, what am I paying attention to? He'll stop and ask you, okay, at this time in the fight, where was the head table? Oh, at that point, the head table's behind me. At that point, the head table's to my right. You got to know where the head table is all the time in case you call time. You got to look at the head table to call time. To let him know. So you have to know where that is the entire time. He's like, were you out of the camera's way? Were you blocking people off? Were you able to see like the whole bit? How do you blade? Like for me, I gotta stand sideways a lot of times and look at it and look at it so the cameras can get their angle across. I'm yeah. not they're squaring out. There's a bunch of shit that goes on when you're reffing. So you really have to know position. And that's the problem. A lot of the older refs that have been reffing but never really learned the sport, they're not in the right position. The fights are getting faster, the fighters are getting better. It's becoming a problem. And so gotcha. you know, that's how I got in. So Gabe, any uh, comedies coming up? Uh, nothing in the books right now. Uh, anything CB coming up? Nope. Great. All right. Uh, tonight I will be at the Figuera Mountain Brewing in Arroyo Grande. Uh, tomorrow night in Bakersfield, Elements Venue. Uh, Saturday night in Merced. Dime Bar every Monday and Tuesday. The Casablanca Casino in Mesquite on February 10th. Uh, Iguana Lounge in, um... The Iguana Lounge in uh, somewhere, uh, Febu- somewhere, February 18th, uh, and Paco, Pico Rivera at the Iguana Lounge, uh, <laughs> at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, the 22nd, February 23rd, Laugh Factory Long Beach, Mandalay Bay Casino, February 24th, South Point Casino, February 24th, the Dirty at 30, it's a 12.30 show, and March 1st, I'm doing stand-up comedy at... Uh, the Stratosphere at the L.A. Comedy Club. Uh, Mike Pyle is making his stand-up comedy debut, uh, as well as Dean Thomas is on the show. Mm-hmm. So me, Mike Pyle, Dean Thomas, uh, come Mentally Bay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, American Icon Autographs, uh, as well as Tip of Fighter. Uh, Joe, anything coming up? March 30th. 
Flappers. March 30th, Flappers. 21st birthday show. 21st birthday. Girls. Let's get this kid shit-faced. Okay, let's get him blown. Chicks, come to the show. Blow Joe. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Frank Trigg. Thank you, Rashad Evans. Take care. Bye-bye.